Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church It's just that's what it does when it starts recording. That's an interesting thought, actually, what you just said in your prayer. Things that are you you can use for to it's kind of like movies can be used to bash God, but the mere fact that they exist is proof of his existence. Yeah. Well, the mere fact that they can be put together. That's a point that I brought up on one of my podcasts recently about there's no such thing as devil music. Right. Mm -hmm. That. The the mere fact that you're you're create you're using these four different instruments and combining them together creates means you 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 have order and the fact that there's order means that it's glorifying to God. So you might be trying to was, curse His right. name with the lyrics, but that music actually glorifies. Right. You know, and there's no getting right. You can it. use anything. Like you can use your iPhone to curse the Lord every day. Or right. but it also spreads the gospel faster. That's right. And you know, it's true. it's it's anyway. it's true. Okay, here we go. Let's start it off. Live from my basement. Welcome, Woo! everybody. Here's Joey. Joey's here with What's us. What's going today. on? And uh, we have Dove as well. Yeah, my voice is a little gone, but I just want to say Jerry is sick, nasty on that. Yeah, I, I want to <laughs> say too. I've said this before in the podcast. Uh, the music that we play on here is all done by my brother Brad. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud at uh, Bradley St. James. This song right here is called "In Motion." It's featuring our featuring our brother-in-law. Uh, Jerry Maurer, who is playing guitar. He's also a professional guitar player. Um, like you said, very sick, nasty. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I think that was my favorite. I think that was my favorite one that we played. So that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, whenever, I, I, whenever I think of Jerry playing, I think of the dude in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark when his face melts right when the. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I think of right away. It's like face melting shredding. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good description. <laughs> That's such a crazy effect even to this day, actually. <laughs> okay, so this podcast is going to be just like uh, the rest of our podcasts, uh, the structure anyway. Uh, as far as starting off with three little picks, we're going to uh, go with uh, either Suicide Watch or a Netflix gem, or we're going to get philosophical. And then our big ticket item this time is It, and this is going to be a little controversial. Ooh, uh, because we're Yeah, we're talking about a horror film, and yep. I believe, uh, and I will say more, expound on this, later that there is a place to talk about horror films among christians please don't turn off the radio or yeah. your phone I, I i believe i can defend that and uh it's then we're gonna finish it episode up. yes <laughs> and it's october yeah. look at that a really popular one that's very relevant that, that's right for everyone seeing it i know so. it's the one of the top five uh, most well-grossing r-rated movies in america wow wow so, american history with... or in america right now huh? in america no, like america cinema with like, uh, deadpool probably deadpool is uh, definitely uh, one of them I don't. I don't know about the other. Matrix isn't one of them, but isn't I don't. I, oh, I can't wow. remember okay. what the other three are. But yeah. I do know well, that Matrix Deadpool started. Slow. Deadpool made Maybe it. it the Matrix definitely started slow, but the impact Deadpool for is, sure is 
is uh, That'd be eternal. A good one, man. I wonder what those other ones are. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, for our list, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be uh, reviewing Watch Mojo lists. And then we're going to be condemning them and making fun of them appropriately because those crazy Canadians half the time don't know what they're talking about. And uh, we will be giving new lists in place of their crappy yep. lists. I mean, to be fair, they put out like one video a day, I know, if not more. One a day. So, like, you know. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that. In other one words, we don't research anything. We I mean, they're, they're obvious. I mean, I'm pretty sure in their mission statement, it specifically says quantity over quality. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's working. True. Hey, it's, and, a, it's, a, know, it's a great business. I don't know model. where they come up with the the. Um, they must have like they must have thirty people and be like, okay, what's your yeah. what's you're gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna find the most the the, the best. The, like they get really random with their categories too. Yeah. Sometimes like, okay, these are the best uh, movies in a cartoon that's inappropriate for viewers that was released in nineteen eighty seven. And you're I mean, like, to what? Be fa- to be fair, my list is kind of random too. I, it, it took well, me a lot of digging. Well, you think it's I was probably, probably on page like thirteen prob- of their website genius. when I found it. I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, it's a genius business model. It's yeah, like because everybody watches them. It's true they do. So let's just let's just put a bunch of crap out there for people to see and they'll watch. And it. And, and I will say this: they, I, I, I truly believe that they've gotten better. Because, you know, the, their older stuff was just horrible. But I've seen some of the newer stuff. I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. Anyway. I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure um, Disney's business model with Star Wars is copied right right from Watch Mojo. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> let's just put a lot see, of junk out there and get a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to come see it, so let's we just, do it. We just can't. We exist. I know. So we can't get away from that, it. I'm so sorry. That franchise. Well, I'm sorry. Sure I'm sure we have so many listeners who are hardcore Star Wars fans, and I'm sorry. I know. I love the old movies, but, you know. I'm sorry, too. But you know what? They're putting it out there, and, and it's the most popular movie genre ever. And we, we you can't talk about it without talking about it. It's just well, it just you know, it's out. it's also just you know, they put out a new trailer every other day. You know, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And Joey did put on when he came down to my basement. That's he took right. off his old shirt and put on the. That's right. I have my Rogue One shirt his Rogue on. Rogue One yep. shirt on. He's and Joey's down eight pounds. From and, us. And he's eight That's pounds. right. Joey's been waking up in the morning. We're going fi- to fit into this eventually. <laughs> Good for you, man. <laughs> let's start it off with three little picks. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Joe, uh, let's go with you first, Dove. What do okay. you got? Oh, for yeah. little uh, picks? Three little picks. I have a getting philosophical, actually. Ooh, and cool. so, And this is, like I said, I'll be brief, but I, I watched a movie. It's called Manhunt. And uh, apparently it's one of a many series that's on Netflix. Uh, it has Sam Worthington in it. He does a really good job. And he's mm-hmm. from Philly, so he wears Philly stuff throughout the thing. But it's a uh, series. In the movie, he's in from each, Philly. Yeah. Okay. And so in, in the series, I think it's one of many because <laughs> it's called um, – what did I just say it was called? I forget. Just a second. Manhunt. Manhunt. Um, <laughs> and so Manhunt and then an Asterisk and then Unabomber. So this is about the – him tracking down the Unabomber and apparently the apparent true story of that. Okay. 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 So, and it was really good. It was really intriguing. I think it was about six, it was six or seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And so the Unabomber is, you know, it's kind of going by his most and Paul Bettany plays him. If you guys knew who Paul Bettany is, oh, he yeah. also does a okay. really good job. That's actually a Unab- decent casting. He fakes an American accent. He does a really good job. Oh, good for him. So anyway. <laughs> that's hard to do. The Unabomber, <laughs> the reason that's a get and philosophical is because the Unabomber was all about you're being controlled by the system. Mm-hmm. And he uses the analogy of you, you go up to a stoplight and you stop at a red light and it's 3 a.m. and nobody's around and you will not go through that red. Therefore, you are being controlled. And so he goes on this litany of all this stuff and his way of getting through to people that they're being controlled is by mailing bombs so that people pay attention to him. Okay. Um, 
And so the intriguing thing was uh, at the very end of everything, after they catch the Unabomber, it was actually pretty good art by the movie um, But wait, you said there was like an interesting fact about how long the Unabomber actually was operational. It was like 13 years or something. They That's couldn't ridiculous. catch him. It was crazy. Yeah, the guy was, a, the guy was incredibly smart. So he lived off the grid. Okay. No running water, nothing. Just wow. he's, he, he would not be controlled by the man. Right. And... Um, and so he was nuts, but he was a genius. And they had this dialogue because Sam Worthington's the guy who caught him. He was a genius too, and they had really good dialogue with each other. Mm-hmm. These two geniuses kind of going at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, but anyway, so they get through all that, and everything's gone. They finally caught the Unabomber, and he's going to jail and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the very last scene is Sam Worthington because he he became a believer even though he even though he caught the Unabomber, he became a believer in the Unabomber's theories. Okay, right. And so His philosophy. The very last scene was him stopped at a red light. Very last thing okay. before the credits. That's and good. he's just sitting there. There's nobody coming. Mm-hmm. And you see him kind of look up the red light. Mm-hmm. You know, And the whole idea is, wow, I am being controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the whole idea. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, contrast that, I went to see it. Right. That, so I'm in the, going to the camera. This is, this is good I'm art. getting no point. Yeah, it is good art. Was, I thought it was the best part of the whole thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. anyway, so I'm in the theater. And there's nobody there, mm-hmm. right? This is towards the end of it. It's probably not even theaters anymore. So I'm there, and there's one couple behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there, and I have my ticket, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, frick that, man. I'm gonna, well, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit wherever I want, mm-hmm. right? There's nobody here. Yeah. So I sit wherever. So in comes a couple after me before the movie starts. Mm-hmm. And they must have been looking for their seat for about five minutes, right? And there's mm-hmm. no, when there's no one in the theater. Nobody there. <laughs> And I'm sitting there going, pick a seat, bro. It was yeah. him and his girl. Don't and tell me you co- were sitting in their seat. No, I wasn't. Uh-huh. I looked at you know, I made sure I wasn't. I was like, okay. they, just they their polite by way my, of saying you're just sitting in our down. seat by looking and, for their right. own seat. And so <clears throat> I'm sitting there. I'm like, look at these. And it just dawned on oh, me. Wow. I was like, look at these two following the rules like right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and not deviating. They are looking for the seat that's on their ticket, even though it's completely empty. Mm-hmm. And it brought me back to that. And it's like, why do we mm-hmm. do that? Right. And and I thought about that a little bit. And I thought a part of it was, it's a result of, like, what what, what is it about rule following? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that we so engage in, especially in America, because we went to Israel and there was no rule following. Yeah, <laughs> on the road, or anything. It was just get there, man. There's yeah. something attractive about that. Right. That's kind of cool too. But I thought, you know what? This is a result of of a godly society. It really is. It's a result of Christian influence mm-hmm. that people will follow the rules like this. Mm-hmm. And there's a right and a wrong, and people follow the law mm-hmm. or fall. And it's not even even when things aren't the law, mm-hmm. like this this dumb theater thing. Yeah. I thought it was extremely interesting how how um, even if it's not the law, we still follow the rules, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I was like, why why is that? And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that when you're raised right, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you're and you're, there's things like respect in these things, mm-hmm. respect for the law, respect for the rules, mm-hmm. respect for other people. Right. You you have a society that's well well organized and well run, and mm-hmm. it's a reason why people stop at a red light at three. I don't. I go through it. Right. I've really been going through red lights a lot more, and sometimes <laughs> when I'm really ticked off at the man, I'm like, mm-hmm. "You take my tax." I've thought this. You take my tax. Watch this. I'm gonna run your stupid red light. You yeah. Know? It's just stupid, but <laughs> it's a result of you know you have more order and more 
of those things when the, the more godly your society is. So there's my getting philosophical little hmm. tidbit for the night. I thought you were going to take it a different direction, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, the, the, the rule following, uh, at some point, it goes from a good perspective of we follow the rules and we, be- we believe in rules and we follow them. At some point, it crosses over and becomes legalism and, and becomes, I need to follow the rule to be a good person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, the 1984 uh, effect on people's minds, like, you know, uh, you know, someone's always watching and I got to I got to do the right thing. And they stop thinking for themselves. At what point do you think that it crosses over and becomes detrimental? Like you follow the rules too much, like like, you know, Pensacola Christian College, you know, we always knock on them. You know, our sisters went there and we're always knocking on them because they follow the rules. And if you if you were back at 10.01 p.m. Mm -hmm. and you weren't back at, you know, 9.59, that you you sinned now and everyone's not everyone, but people would like look down on you. You know, I mean, what point do you think it crosses over into like, okay, we're we're following the rules too much? Right. I think that's where the Bible comes into play. Okay. And also, you know, because the Bible commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes your rule following can hurt others Mm -hmm. and not hurt others Mm -hmm. too. Right. And being respectful and not respectful to others. When you when you with those two in the theater are respecting the theater's rules. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. Right. And they're they're and they're respecting others too by sitting in their seat. Um and not even so, but it's also not bad to realize, but the reason is you're thinking you're not thinking really about yourself, you're thinking about other people in the sense when you go in there and you go, Listen, no one's gonna fill this. You're just using your head and logic. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna fill this or no one is around to see me and I'm being safe on the road right. by running this red light. Yeah. Sometimes it's safer to run the red. Right. So I think it, it's determined by biblical literacy. Mm-hmm. And if it, and if it goes with what the Bible says, you, you do that. Right. If you go beyond that, it is legalistic. Right. Like Pensacola, you know, with, with what they do with their skirts and stuff, like, like it, it's, it's, it's over the top and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I think you start to honestly go into a realm of disrespect of people at that point. I mean, okay. it's it's really it's 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 almost yeah. Well, see, one so, of, one of the things we're fight, I'm fighting here on this podcast is is Christian statism. You know, and, right. and, and there's pastors up there saying if you go 66 in a 65, right. you're sinning. Oh, like, right. And, and no, people are garbage. saying if you don't right. if you don't pay your every single one of your taxes after God's done judging you on the white throne from His law, right. He's going to pull out the American tax book of uh, 2017 and start judging you from that, saying you didn't pay this, you didn't pay that. Right. And no, we're fighting listen, against that. And here's know? the thing too, and this is well, easily refuted too. Sometimes it's safer to go faster. Right. Yeah. Well, sure. I think, but I, I mean, it, I, you know, I've been kind of holding my tongue here, really, because this can get this could get really long and yeah. really deep if we wanted <laughs> to. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've kind of opened a can of worms here, Dev, a little bit. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I at some point I can't really I can't really hold my tongue. So I guess I would say too, right? I mean, at what point does um, rule following replace critical thinking? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big deal too, right? Like at what point? I, like those people. I don't, I mean, some people would think you know would say that those people were doing the right thing by still trying to find their seats even though there's nobody else in the theater other than you who's Mm -hmm. not in their seat but to me like critical thinking says like you know there's nobody else here right the, movie's, done what the done. movie's about to start. <laughs> there yeah, might be well, obviously we had obviously, most people there. We had the critical thinker and we had the rule followers. Yeah, there in the and, room. and and and, and, and you know, and I'm you know, I'm, I'm right. thinking, I'm right. thinking, I'm going to sit where I want to sit. And if you know somebody comes up to me and says that's my seat and yep. shows me their ticket, then I'll move. You know, right. like you and know, if you I'm not going to fight them. Uh, you know, because right. if you know if they want to follow that system, then that's fine. 
But at some point, you know, if I get in there right before the movie is about to start and I see there's just you in the theater, I'm going to go, okay, there's really not that many people coming. Right. Yeah. So even if like one extra couple or two extra couples show up late, right, you know, and I'm sitting in somebody's seat happen to be, you know, mm-hmm. just get out, just right. find something else. Right. But, you know, otherwise you sit where you want to sit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> but I mean, that's, I mean, that's even where Athena and I deviate because Athena is a rule follower. So oh, she's yeah. very like, the rules exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's For okay. a purpose. You know, I know it is. And I, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot about her mentality that I really respect, mm-hmm. but I, we actually get into conversations all the time where I'm just like, I mean, because I mean, rules rules are a big part of public education too, right? Yeah, that's um, true. Oh, and yeah. you know, yeah. and we and we get a lot of students who don't re- don't follow those and don't respect those. And right. and right. honestly, as I mean, as a teacher, in terms of when I'm when I approach it too, I, a lot of times I'm kind of like. When a student can make a legitimate argument against a rule, I'm kind of like, okay, like, right, like yeah. let's, like yeah. let's adapt, like okay, let's adapt. But I mean, you know, yep. Um, so there's, I, I understand the pros and cons, and you know, yeah. and, 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 and Athena is very rule oriented. That's fine. So. The rule makers have to follow God's law too, yeah. just like mm-hmm. we w- we do as rule followers and rule makers in our own homes. Well, we I make s- rules for our kids. We 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 are in. And absolutely, and obviously, and obviously, Jesus doesn't call us to to rebel against the law, right? But there's a right. very big difference between between God and His infinite wisdom, who makes laws, right, and man who makes laws. Yes. And that's something right. to really that's something to really yes. keep yep. in in perspective. I think, yes. right? I, um, I, even I if we're told the, uh, to respect the powers over us, right? right. Um, that's still something to keep in mind that right. that not all yep. rules are there for your safety. Not all right. rules make sense. Not all rules are logical. Not all rules are well thought out, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're they're there to enforce an agenda or to enforce something on you that isn't really what you should you know what you should be doing Um, and so you know again that whole critical thinking thing is even important in determining what rules you should follow right and what rules you shouldn't and when you need to follow them and when you don't the balance is the bible that's the balance absolutely it has just enough rules to keep us in line but also gives us freedom Mm -hmm. uh it maximizes our freedom while maximizes the the restrictions on our wickedness that's what the bible does and that's there's there's your balance but it also sounds like and i mean i don't have much experience with this particular college but you guys mentioned even pensacola college right um and legalism and you know and legalism is this seems to be this idea where you enforce rules too that that but you don't understand the purpose of those rules right in some ways, well, so. uh, the 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 the, pro, the point of legalism is is uh, holiness. Uh, I would maybe argue uh, holiness through works. I I achieve holiness, uh, and there's certain levels of holiness. I'm more holy than you because mm. gotcha. I yeah. okay. I and, well, actually, not not just that, but actually, holiness through man-made mm-hmm. rules. That's yeah. what legalism yeah. is. It's holiness. I achieve holiness because man made up rules, and I'm following man-made rules. Yeah, that's what legalism is. And uh, there's there was definitely um, PCC's gotten better. Yeah. Um. Actually, stop. I've actually stopped calling it PCP, which was Pensacola Christian Prison. I'm back to calling it Pensacola <laughs> Christian College you now know. because they. I mean, I, I mean, I, I really I had no interaction with that college, seconds. so I don't mean to bash on them or anything. I just no, was right. I just was using them as like as that springboard. What were we gonna too. say, Duff? Sorry, Duff. I was no, it's okay. I was just gonna say, you know what? Uh, and I've heard it. Sometimes I bash things, and then mm-hmm. when I, it's like your little brother. You can pick on them, but when right. someone else does, you defend them. <laughs> right. It's kind of like okay, and then then the pagan comes up and says, "Oh, they're so stupid." right yeah that's true. I, I will say this at least you know your your kid is not going to come home pregnant yeah you know yeah, right 
So I can't bash him I'm, too I'm much. sure there's lots of PCC people listening going, oh, well, I know a story. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know a story, but you go to other colleges and campuses, yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. a soup du jour, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Joey, uh, so that, that stuff's getting <laughs> philosophical. What do you got for us? Sure. Um, actually, good segue to you, Luke. Um, it would have been better to have segued back, but we had more to say um, when you mentioned 1984. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so my suicide watch uh-huh. for, for our podcast this month is The Circle Oh, the circle! Oh, yes. cool! I saw that the one. circle. I saw that. So, one. Um, so I have to say, um, the, uh, Athena really wanted me to mention this. Athena lists this movie in her top five worst movies of all time. Oh my holy goodness! Yep, top five mov- uh, worst oh movies uh, that she's seen. So, so she said it goes <laughs> wow, in her t- list of top five. I didn't, I didn't see it. So. Wow! Yeah, dude. I, so, I, I knew she hated. It. I didn't know she. Hated yep. It that she much. said she told me she asked it's me like, to say that on the podcast, and oh I'm happy Lord. to report that. Um, I mean, I would say I would not go as far to say as um, as you know top five or top ten worst for me, mm-hmm. but I would definitely say it's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I mean. It's pretty awful. Um, I think that I mean, not even Tom Hanks um, doing what Tom Hanks does could save that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, uh, one of my biggest things is just I felt like the acting and and the entire thing, except for maybe Tom Hanks was was like so bad. Uh, like hmm. we had seemingly right, seemingly act you know younger actors that we you know that people have praised that are pretty popular in this sphere that Emma just Watson. doing ter- yeah Emma yeah. Watson. Terrible acting job, mm. John Boyega, yeah. um, barely in the movie. Yeah. Actually, um, <laughs> I, I was, was kind of confused yeah, by that. He was in there for a hot um, minute. Yeah, like barely in it. I mean, he doesn't do a, a terrible job, but he's just really not in it at all. I right. don't. The, the point of his character is kind of is yeah, kind weird. of out there. Yeah, it's weird because he's like this. He's like the creator of you know the circle is supposed to represent like some social media thing, right? Like, it's like, either like Apple, a Facebook, Facebook, or Google. Like a Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like a Facebook Google crossover type thing. Silicon yeah. Valley. The circle is you know um you know they have this big social media thing that they're all working on um, and everyone who works in the business like lives in this circle right mm-hmm. um, but essentially the the point behind the movie is that people behave I mean this kind of goes right into what we were talking about a little bit with rules people behave better when they know other people are watching mm-hmm. and so the point of the movie then is that um, is that they is that this this company right um, who owns the circle and who owns like the social media sphere essentially at this point um, they're con- they're making more and more um, they're you know they're putting drones in the sky they're making it more and more viable for us to follow people like twenty four seven right to yes. see everything they're doing mm-hmm. and their argument right this and you know the CEO's argument is that is that people behave better mm-hmm. we can make a better society right. if we're all watching each other if right. everything we do is is out there for every everyone to look at yeah. right interesting and i mean to me there are some obvious i thought the movie was going to go and i guess i guess i have to give it some props for not going the sort of stereotypical way which is the 1984 way right like big brother is watching is bad so you know so something goes horribly wrong it does seem to mess with some of the pitfalls of that idea of like what if we were wa- what if people are watching 24 yeah. 7 um but her, her friend dies right her friend yeah. dies but but the biggest thing is like emma watson like believes in the whole thing. Yeah. And so I, I actually kind of interpreted the ending of the movie as being like a, um, almost like a, a hurrah for how to fix the issues with socialism slash communism. Uh-huh. So essentially like what happens at the end is, is so she, spoiler. 
Yeah, spoilers. I mean, you kind of just spoiled it earlier with her friend, but right. But uh, anyway, so essentially, like, she goes through. We see some pitfalls. Like, so she goes undergoes this program where people can watch her twenty four seven. She has a camera on her at all times, um, where people can watch her. And so, um, you know, but then there are a couple things where that go wrong. Like, there's a point where her 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 parents are essentially like, you know like making love and like people are able to see that and like and that like you know throws the parents off so the parents stop doing this thing right um and then there's um <laughs> but then the big th- the big thing is is that they decide that like they can use this program to catch criminals to find anybody in the world right which would uh, be a big thing for in terms of like catching criminals and stuff like that and what they but what everyone collectively decides to do is actually try and find Emma Watson's friend who wants to just stay off of all social media. He essentially wants to be a recluse, right? And so people find him, they like go to his cabin, they find him, they're recording him, he freaks out and based off of some kind of, truck yeah, off kind, a cliff. kind of essentially some after some pretty ridiculous stuff, he drives this cli- truck off a cliff and dies. Right. <laughs> so then she's kind of like, so, you know, at this point, you know, Sorry, after I've gotten my friend it. killed, right. You know, I mean, essentially this guy just wants to be left alone and people are so not okay with that, that they effectively call for his execution. Yeah. Right. That's not consciously what everyone's doing, but that's what right. happens. Right. right. Yeah. So to me, after all this, after all this, if I'm Emma Watson's character, right. Which, you know, the main character should should be able to relate and react in a way that the viewer, right, mm-hmm. yes. is also feeling. Yeah. You know, so I'm at this in point, a good I'm feeling, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm this <laughs> very, at this point, I'm feeling like, you know, so she's got to be against this. So how that where are they going to go with this, right? John Boyega's character is is like practically non-existent, but he was like the creator of this whole thing. So I'm assuming she's going to go to him. They're going to like shut the system down or yeah. something. That's what which I thought. Would be too. kind of stereotypical, but yeah, yeah. whatever. It made sense to me. Instead, she's like. We need more of this. But what she effectively suggests, the issue she finds is the CEOs. Two of the people not being watched are the two CEOs, right? So essentially, she, her and John Boyega team up and they leak all of the secret data the CEOs haven't been sharing with everybody, which essentially gets them shut down. Right. CEOs are, I think at this point, like thrown in prison or something. However, their entire system, social media system stays up and essentially the world goes on where everyone's able to watch everybody else and there's cameras everywhere and all that stuff. And she essentially believes that like it's, it's, I mean, it ends with on this kind of note that like, we can solve the you know the issue that people bring up about socialism and communism is that is that there's still a hierarchy right so even if socialism is all about like everyone getting their fair share there are still people deciding whose fair share is what right and so it's those people that can take advantage of the system but as long as those people have accountability then socialism could work is kind of like the idea that I find at the end of the movie, which is an idea I find deeply disturbing. <laughs> um, so obviously, and so yeah, so I just kind of think that the movie is is garbage. The the acting was terrible. The storyline goes every place I didn't expect, but not in like a good way. Not like ooh, like I didn't expect that. It was more like, yeah. what is this movie doing? Yeah, yeah. what are at these the characters end, thinking? I couldn't I couldn't relate with I couldn't relate with any of the characters yeah, in the, the movie. The ending is uh, is deeply confusing because all signs point to hey, let's shut it down now because yeah. her best friend is gets abused by the system yeah. too, and her, she loses a friend who dies. She, she her, her 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 best friend moves to Scotland 
and yeah. her parents pretty much get shamed. Everything bad happens, but she still has this sort of stupid pie in the sky ideal. Yeah. And I thought she shut it down in the end, but actually my sister Ruthann called me up and she's like, "What? What happened with this?" And I was like, "Well, I thought." Uh, but she's like, "I was like, she shut it down." She's like, "No, she didn't, because the drone comes at yeah. the end." And at you the see very the end, system the, is the still up and comes over and she waves at it, yeah. and then it like pans out and you see all these okay. people being watched by the drone. Yeah, so. yeah, and so and so uh, um, now I'm thinking I'm like. What's so the, the answer so the answer is uh total watching just as long as there's no bosses involved. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, I guess. That in order for okay. people to be, it, it, that we if we're going to encourage this sort of like this sort of like always watching um sincerity where people are totally open and totally exposed that it has to be for everybody. Yeah. And and at the and and what 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 the issue was is that the corporate entity that was the circle, right? That the guys at the top weren't being watched, but as long as we watch the people at the top too, right? This kind of like weird we all come together type thing could work and it's just not <laughs> oh my gosh but the yeah. thing is but the thing is and like the movie i can't tell what the movie's actual point is because yeah. the movie contradicts itself yeah like those right. people publicly effectively call for her friend's execution right. so on one on one hand the movie seems to be saying as collectively as a group humans are stupid yes. and can't make decisions because right. groupthink right. is a really awful thing yeah. um, and collectively when we get together in groups we don't act as individuals and we seem to like follow the worst line of logic rather than the best line of logic yeah. um, and so on one hand it seems to say that with the one scene and then at the end it seems to say if we just get rid of the people the the corporate bad guys at the top you know we could live in a society that's a utopia yeah so Weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. Maybe, I don't know if like socialist. I don't know if the screenwriter died and then like a ghostwriter communist yeah. kind of like came in at the end. Leave it to the uh, socialists <laughs> to find capitalists as the bad guy. Yeah, I know. In, in a story oh. like that, your scripture, your scripture for that story is in Acts when the entire city ran into. Uh, was it the arena or where they run into? They ran into somebody's yeah. house. Oh, was it arena? And they're all shouting, and, and it says most people didn't even know why they were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just there. They're just, what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that, that's your scripture for that. Okay, for Good. okay, Dove. You said uh, tonight before we did this podcast that you know we need to have what we you know uh, we need more disagreement. We're about <laughs> to have some disagreement because I had a suicide watch. It was Guardians of the Galaxy too. Oh my word! <laughs> it was Joey. What in the world, man? You led me astray, I dude. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> that movie was so bad. Okay, let me start off by saying, <laughs> let me start this bad boy off by saying like, okay, what has this movie done for me lately? Nothing. What did they bring to the table that nobody else brought? Nothing. The characters were so bland. You know, I, I have to come up, I'm, I, I'm searching and racking my brains to come up with a term that, that I, I have to apply to these, a lot of these superhero movies because what's going on, I'm seeing this becoming rampant with superhero movies now, is that the characters act like they know they're in a movie. They know they're invincible. They know they're not going to die because it doesn't fit the plot right now. You know, they're acting like this oh, yeah, it's, it's, all the time. The, the, the fourth wall break. Yeah. And, and th th this is, I'm seeing it more and more. In Iron Man, there was like none of that. You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, Avengers has started to creep up in, what's it called? Um, uh, Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the, the first yeah. Avengers, not so much. Um, but it's starting to creep up in, in, uh, in what's it called? Suicide Squad. It was all over the place. And it, and it was in the, in the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. When? Um, pretty did much any time. Did the characters knew that they were 
it, they acted like they knew they were in a movie, like they weren't going to die, and they were making these decisions like, it's okay, this is totally unrealistic. Oh, okay, so you're not talking about fourth wall breaks. You're talking about something else. Okay. Uh, I, I I'm I'm trying to come up with a with a term yeah. for it because yeah, it's it's that. it's coming all over the place. It's almost these... like the Deadpool fourth wall break, but they don't actually acknowledge that they know that they're in a movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. They don't acknowledge. They don't it. address the audience. No, they acknowledge. Don't. Uh, okay, but no, all right. I'm not talking about. But 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 Maybe they... they should start talking to the camera. Oh, yeah. well, they may as well because they're are well, already that's, there. Like I said, that's Deadpool's thing, and that's only if you go full comedy, right, which right, is really right. what Deadpool's supposed to be, just right. full right. comedy. Uh, yeah, but the thing right. is, to me, Guardians is supposed to be full comedy in a way that other Mar- – see, I don't, I don't peg Guardians. I peg other Marvel movies because Marvel keeps making more of their movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, but Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be its own specific thing, and the other movies aren't supposed to be like that. Like Thor – like all the aesthetic in Thor has changed. Thor three looks exactly like it's supposed to be Guardians, mm. um, but yes. it, it should not be. But even still, notwithstanding, it was still just a terrible. Why movie. was it a terrible movie? It was a terrible movie because I didn't care about any of the characters. Why didn't you get back the characters? Because they, they, like they the kept, first one. They though, kept right? uh, the first one's just meh. You oh, know, see, was, I think the first one's the best. They, Marvel they, movie they kept on. Exists. They kept no, on. No. Uh, they kept on doing things that I'm like, I just don't care. Oh no, his ri- life is at risk. Do I care? No, I don't. You know, and and what's to say, uh, Batista? As as much respect I have for that guy, how many times could they make that guy laugh in one movie? <laughs> every time, he, every time he laughed, I laughed. <laughs> And, and it was it was just dumb because he was, was hanging on. The, good. That sounded just like him. Yeah, I, that, that was, was pretty good. Very he's, hard. Been, he's been practicing that. It's not very hard. <laughs> and and at, you know when there was a scene where he was flying, they were flying through and they were going through the um, the forest, and yeah. he was hanging on the back and he was hitting the trees. You know, uh, first off, you know, just let alone the fact that. Um, his name is Drax the Destroyer, and he almost single-handedly in, in comic book history took over the entire universe. Mm-hmm. You know, he I call him Drax the Destroyed character now because he's no longer Drax the Destroyer. He's just some some knucklehead, some muscle-bound knucklehead that gets swallowed by a monster and tries to kill it. But no, we got to have the female character kill it with ease, and she has absolutely zero depth of character. Uh, what's her face, Gamora? Mm-hmm. Like, who cares about her? Her sister is well, way more interesting than her than she is. I wish yeah, she would yeah. die honestly in the in the movie and then we have the sister way more interesting and then and then we have the Brahms syndrome Yandu, no Yandu is the most interesting what was I just gonna say we have the Brahms syndrome again because they killed off Yandu they killed Yandu and I'm like that's spoiler yeah spoiler yes thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was a little late (laughs) I know the coolest character they killed again they they killed again it's the Brahms syndrome so uh, they I'd add that to that, you know, and then you have, you know, what's his face? Drax is okay. Well, my story before Drax is hanging on. And he gets down, and 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 you know, he lands, and you're supposed to be like, oh my goodness, Drax, are you okay? And there is, ha ha ha, that was so fun. And I'm not even joking you. That's how he says it. And it's like, dude, I just don't care. I just don't care about these people. I don't care about what's going on. If they all died right now, I just do not care. All right. Okay. So it's I mean, campy, dude. It's campy. It's so campy. But it's supposed oh, to be. Oh. It's funny. Like I think it's, it's funny. funny. At all. I don't it's think totally it is. funny. Okay. How how's Gamora campy? There was there was. Tell there me how Gamora I mean, is they're campy. All, they're all campy. She's not campy. What do you She's mean? She's the only action person in the entire series. Everyone else is a knucklehead, but she's the only one who seems to have it together. But she doesn't. That's the point. What? No, I, I know. Like she got emotional baggage, like a real superhero does. I get it. But the thing is, like, she, what, when does she ever do anything stupid? You know, when, when do we? When do we that's, roll? That's oh, true. oh, Gamora. Uh, when do we roll our eyes I mean, at her? I mean, never. I, I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying there. But the point is, is that she stays there. 
which uh, which is kind of her character flaw. That's not presented as a character flaw. Dude, yeah, it she's is. A, Absolutely, she's, it she's, is. No, she, I don't think she is at all. Well, if it's not presented as a character flaw, it's because none of the others have character flaws then. Everyone else has a character <laughs> flaw. They do. But um, so does she then. Dra- Drax is an idiot. Um, but that's not a character flaw. Yes, it is. Why is it? A, it's not presented as one. I think it is. Yeah, well, because they, because remember, look at look at when he gets swallowed by the thing. Yeah, you know, and he's the in there trying to cut it, and he's yeah. laughing, and, and he's clearly clueless about how to kill. Yeah, this thing. he's clueless, that's but a, like right, he's clueless, but it's not presented as an issue. I, I think like because he doesn't die. Like that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Like is that is that like it's either one or the other for all of them. They're all a group. And so either they all have these character flaws and Gamora's character flaw is the fact that she stays with these idiots or they none of them have character flaws. And I would argue that it's it's one or the other with all of them. I don't think any of them present, are presented in a negative light or all of them are presented in a negative light depending on how you look at it. Because there's no reason for Gamora to stay. There's no reason for her to be attracted to uh, Star-Lord um, if they're really all idiots and they really have and, these and deep you know character what? flaws. If, I wish they – if that's true because what, what you're describing now sounds ten times more interesting than what was in that movie. Because that was certainly not portrayed that way. It's not portrayed I that way at all. It's not. It no, it, you have to read between the lines to find that. You know, I, I was looking at that. Look, I'm, I'm I going, read between the lines for everything. I'm I, an English I, major. I, I, I know I do. you have to read between the lines for that, but that means it's a bad movie. If, I, if you're finding these interesting themes and you have to read between the lines, I'm like, why don't they? That's just how play? you get the theme. You read between the lines. No, the theme should be obvious. No, that's not how that. If I can't understand what's going on and you're picking all this stuff out. Then either you're wrong or I'm wrong, uh-huh. and that's why we're having this debate. Really? But that that means that the movie is crap, and it can't communicate. It does not mean the movie it means is it crap. can't communicate its themes correctly. That's it what it means. Mean, okay, but this is Disney we're talking about, and they should know better. No, they but not they, after Force Awakens. Okay, yeah, exactly. Well, Star Wars again. Sorry, <laughs> no, guys. No. Um, shameless Star Wars bash. Uh, boom, roasted. I'm just gonna start saying that after every time. Anyway, I mean the thing is ultimately is. Disney just is developing formulas and churning them out. I mean, look at everything that's going on. Whether you look at Marvel, whether you look at Star Wars, or whether you look at they're doing what nineteen real uh, what is it? What do they call it? Real live action remakes? I think they have nineteen in the yeah. pile. So what they do is they find a formula. Uh, All Disney does now, they find a formula that sells and they hash it and rehash it and rehash it and rehash it without anything new. Honestly, Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't do anything new. It also doesn't do anything new compared to the first one. Also doesn't do anything interesting. Is, but the thing is, I think it does do. I I, I don't even want to say interesting. If you can't do anything new and you can't do anything interesting, what's the point? I don't even want to. Okay, sure. But I'm going to say that that applies to the entire Marvel Universe. But what I am going to say is that I actually find the Guardians of the Galaxy movies funny. And, and, and like I have fun when I watch them. And they bring that to me. They bring joy to me in the way that the other Marvel movies don't. Okay, then, then the conclusion. Oh, sorry, Don, well, go ahead. Yeah, it seems like it's just a simple movie taste. Thing. Yeah, that, that's, I, what, I, that's I, what I was I'm, just right. going to say. I, yeah, yeah, it is a simple that. movie taste. Yeah, thing. And, you guys and, and, don't like campy for any reason ever, so you guys should stop seeing Marvel movies unless you're just coming on no, here but, to, but there's to talk about them. There's a difference between campy and well-timed joke. And comedy. There's a difference between campy and comedy. Look at Mystery Men. Mystery Men is not campy, but it's funny. Absolutely, it is. No, I would say campy. I would say Mystery Men is the same sort of campiness that that Guardians. Is. I think they don't uh, act like. No, I don't think they. Act but like I didn't. Movie I didn't find movie. Guardians. I found parts of it funny. Um, but my movie taste is I really like the funny parts if the serious parts are good too. And, uh, that's true. And that's there's no. Well, there's nothing I don't know. See, because I mean, Luke I, and I, Luke and I had this experience when we went to see it together because we saw what. 
four, I mean, like four horror slash action movies that all had jokes in the trailer and, and totally okay. undermined yeah. the action I, or the yeah, horror. Yeah, right? yeah, but it, but but you can you can do well with it. I thought the Avengers they did really well with it. I think Avengers um, does it well, but I, I thought, think Marvel's I thought, carried listen, it too it far at this point. Listen, yeah, that's true. I agree, true. and and Iron Man one. The yeah. way Tony Stark oh, yeah. was, oh yeah, sure. And throughout it, I, you can really do jokey, uh, serious. You can it can be done, and it can be done well. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know that movie is even though my man, my man, my man, Kurt Russell was in it. Yeah, I know. And uh, he's yeah. just my man. I thought he did better than everybody, to be honest. But um, <laughs> I thought he did great in his role as um, ego. Yeah. As ego and but I, I don't know the whole thing like you guys are sitting here talking th- talking about this I'm trying to remember scenes in that and I can't remember anything <laughs> it was just uh, like, was three like weeks was that ago forgettable and it. stuff is coming back to me like when Yondu did his his arrow thing mm-hmm. yeah um, I remember that I remember Star Lord and I this is what I remember honestly I remember the very first scene. Right. This is all I remember of this movie right yeah, now. I'm right. telling you right now. The yeah. very first scene where they're fighting that thing and Drax is trying to kill it yes. and he's just a moron, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, that, I remember the raccoon guy, what's his name? Rocket. Rocket taking out those guys in the woods. Mm-hmm. I remember Star-Lord interacting with his dad. Yeah. And I remember um, Yondu. Yondu's but That's all I remember. That Like, I'm sitting here right now trying to remember <laughs> that's all I remember of that movie. Yeah. And well, that's how, to me, how forgettable it was. The, the conclusion of the matter is uh, we're treating this and arguing about it like it's a big ticket item, and that gets way, that's way more attention than this dumb movie deserves. <laughs> Yo, okay. <laughs> you started it like this, though. You said we need more argument on this no, podcast. I, I, I didn't say we need I, I said Dove said we need more argument. Well, I said, and Dove's probably right. And, but. And, 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 I, and I said we're about to get some. Not arguments, like actual, like, real I knew it was going to be bad, and it was bad. I do not recommend this movie. Not a, su- Luke was not a suicide We're watching it together. I was Quiet. We were watching it together. I was quiet the whole time. Luke was making comments the whole time. We need. He was we like, "That was so stupid." We do. We do need. We do need. Look how dumb this. We is. do need more platforms for <laughs> listeners to give us feedback because I actually want to know what people think about this. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're not exactly beating down the door to give us their opinions. And, <laughs> and, 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 and one day, right. uh, you know, Lord willing, mm-hmm. if we ever get a call in, I'm sure we'll get. Uh, some of our brothers and brothers-in-law in here to call in and start arguing with us about some of our picks for our list and all that kind of stuff because we always hear about it a couple of weeks later <laughs> after the podcast comes out uh, over Sunday dinner. Anyway, moving <clears throat> on to the big ticket item. All right. Time to talk about it. Now, the reason that I, I, I we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and I said I purposefully want to do it because Christians do not like, uh, by, by and large, a lot of Christians in this nation do not like horror movies yeah. they don't like talking about them they don't yeah. watch them they don't they, they don't recommend yep. other people to watch them and i understand why i yeah. absolutely understand why i don't say to people horror movies are good and you need to watch them but i do want to start this section off by saying um and joey we'll start with your thoughts first on okay, this one because sure. yeah. joey has read the book yeah and uh, i have not read the book i've only seen the old one from like 1993 or something yeah. tim curry tim curry, curry, yeah. tim curry does a, i mean if you watch that now <laughs> tim curry does a decent job but everything else is garbage right yes tim yeah. curry has it's not never even played scary. a bad role in my opinion <laughs> anyway so um i talk about a versatile actor yeah um, that's true when when it comes to horror films, I believe at the heart of almost every, um, obviously there are many exceptions, almost at the heart of almost every horror film, at the heart of it is a, a cry for justice. That's what I believe about horror films. Um, you know, it, it, usually at the heart of these films, at the storyline, <coughs> there was some injustice that happened. Someone got made fun of 
or somebody got killed or somebody got molested or um, maybe maybe there was a pact made with the devil you know or maybe you know some injustice or some wickedness happened mm-hmm. and there's something out there in the ether in uh, you know whatever they want to call it that says this this injustice needs to be righted mm-hmm. and until it's righted bad things are going to happen because usually you know what what do we have to do in the horror film we got to give the doll back to the ghost because that's the, that makes yeah. the wrong right mm-hmm. um, you know we got to we got to find the place where they did the um, they did the ceremony and we got to do another ceremony to make it right so that people mm-hmm. stop dying you know things like that that's usually at the heart of uh, i i, I want to throw it back actually to Cain and Abel um, you know, because Cain kills Abel, and then the blood cries out to the Lord, "Do something!" Because you know, and and it's not going to be right until something is done. Mm-hmm. And and at the heart, I believe, of horror films is the Cain and Abel story of an injustice, and now something is crying out for something to be done until justice happens. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, that's why I believe that there is there is merit in talking and, and, and bringing a Christian worldview to horror films because there's a lot of talk about justice. There's a lot of talk about justice in horror films, a lot of potential talk anyway. Um, you know, Dove and I, uh, our dad, growing up with our dad, dad, uh, <laughs> uh, he, 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 through the back door, dad loves horror films because, <laughs> and, and this is why, because he's, he would sit there in his chair, you know, and we'd be talking and he, and he, he'd look up at the kind of like, look, get this far away look in his eyes and say, you know what? I, I, I like horror films. And, and, and we'd be like, what? Dad, why? You never let us watch them. You know, you don't like watching them. You know, and he's like, because the teenagers go out in the woods and they fornicate and they get drunk and they get high and then someone comes and gives them street justice. <laughs> you know, and so that, that's how kind of how it all started. And dad, dad, would, dad found merit in, ho- yeah. in, in horror films. Yeah. And, and I, it's funny now, but I think he's, you know, he's, he's kind of right about it anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's why I believe that there's merit in talking about horror films mm-hmm. and, and even sometimes watching them. Obviously, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't believe everyone should watch them, but I believe that they're, if, if you know how to approach it, I believe there's merit. Uh, and, and, and let me say this too, that I believe about 90% of horror films that come out today are, are garbage. Yeah. But still, the storyline is based, I think, at the end of the day, the storyline, not necessarily the content, the storyline uh, is based off Caden Abel. Go ahead. So go ahead, Joe. Your thoughts on it? On it. All right. So, I mean, I think that for me, I really liked it. I kind of came out of it pretty positive when mm-hmm. uh, you and I went to see it. Yeah. Um, there were a lot. There was a lot about it that I that I liked. Um, I mean, the thing is, is that it's tough. I don't. I'm not going to recommend to our viewers that if you if you haven't read the book that you read it. It's a tough book to read. Yeah. Um, it actually was a <coughs> mistake for me to read it when I did. Um, I just was, I've kind of been a voracious reader since I was like 13 years old, 12, mm-hmm. 13 years old. So mm-hmm. I just kind of read, um, everything. And so I think I, I don't remember exactly what age I was when I read it, but it, it kind of messed me up for a while. Oh, so really? yeah, okay. it's a really disturbing book. I mean, the thing is, is that, um, there's a lot that goes on in the story, but okay, again, lo- okay. Spoiler alert. Okay. There we go. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this is our, our main ticket. You're right. So anyway, um, a big ticket. So, um, yeah, all I was just going to say in terms of that is just in terms of the book and everything is that it represents everything that is taboo in our culture. Mm-hmm. So the book um, goes goes places that you just are like, it's meant to go places that you're just like, how is this happening? Like, mm-hmm. like what am I reading right now? We shouldn't now? be talking about yeah, this. Yeah, we shouldn't be, I shouldn't be reading this. You know, we shouldn't yeah. be, wow. you know, um, and so I actually read it before I was a Christian too, which is probably why I finished it. But, um, but yes. Uh, <laughs> no discernment. Um, but I just like, I just, I just like remember the book just being like, just crazy. And so, um, and the movie, um, thankfully, 
uh, at least the part with the kids. I mean, I, to me, it goes places because visual um, art is always harder to digest than 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 literature, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, books can go places that the movies can't, um, just because of of the you know when you read it on a page in words, it's it's not nearly as visceral sometimes when it's being shown to you. So, yeah. thankfully, the movie doesn't go all the places that I was worried it might with the kids. Um, Stephen King goes some places with the even with the kids in the book that are just crazy. Okay, um, and so. I was happy about that. However, because it is visual and it's a little bit more visceral, a little bit more real. I mean, the movie still goes places. I mean, Luke and I talked about this. Still goes places with the kids that I was kind of just like, wow. I was like, I'm kind of surprised. Um, I mean, it actually even um, even handles the Georgie scene, right? Um, the scene at the very beginning, the sort of iconic scene, the yes. iconic scene from the original movie, the iconic scene that's like been shown in all the trailers and stuff, right? Yeah. Little Georgie in his in his cute le- yellow jacket, right? And his um, yeah. yeah, and oh. his little boots, right? Um, I mean, it even it actually handles that scene worse than in the book, um, in some in some ways. So because Georgie doesn't get dragged into the sewer. Um, and, uh, and so, and he actually, like, they don't, it doesn't really describe viscerally the bite. Um, Pennywise is actually almost described more so as a, like a child predator, right? Oh. Um, more so in the book, right? Like it's never like, you know, the words child predator, but it definitely feels like that. Okay. So rather than, you know, so rather than like, just like being <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to eat you little kid. He like, he doesn't bite his arm off in the book. He just actually like grabs him and tries to pull him into the sewer. Oh, and you don't okay. really know what what's going to happen after that. Okay. But actually, um, he's, uh, you know, the kid doesn't fit in the sewer and he doesn't really seem like he would fit in the sewer in the movie either, right, but somehow yeah, he pulls him in. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so Pennywise tries to grab him and he essentially does it with such force that it rips his arm off okay. and he bleeds before anyone's able to get to him. He bleeds out and dies, okay. um, you know, cause he's small. So, um, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, it, overall I thought the movie was really good, um, in a lot of ways. I mean, in terms of a, a horror movie, I don't. I read a decent amount of horror literature. I don't honestly watch that many horror movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Luke's right when he says that ninety percent of horror movies out there are garbage. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, today we almost have gotten to some weird place of like torture porn. It's yeah. it's like yeah, it's yeah. disgusting yeah, it's where a lot a good of way it's, to put it's that. really yeah. it's really yeah. disgusting where uh, a lot of uh, horror movies go. I mean, to be hostile I mean, and saw. Yeah, hostile uh, and yeah. saw. I mean, yeah. it's almost it's less horror and more shock <clears throat> at this point. Really, yeah, it's, it's just like. Just like yeah. wanting to make people sick or something yeah. like that. How which disgusting is, can yeah, we make this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is really not my not my definition of horror. Not where I like to go with horror. And so, um, you know, so I just I don't I don't make it a point to see many horror movies. Um, there are some that come out now and again that I'm interested in, like this one. Um, and I honestly think this one does well as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I know there are some people out there. I mean, maybe this just kind of shows how how far <laughs> we've gotten with horror movies that people are this jaded. But I know there were a lot of people out there that thought this movie wasn't scary. But I mean, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I mean, yeah. I mean, it really doesn't. It it really like it takes a few moments to develop characters, which is good. I actually kind of wish yes. it had developed the characters more. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Just based on where I know that some of the characters go and stuff like that, but um, but yeah, so I mean, I wish that, but it it, it takes a few moments, a little breaks, but it's like it's one after another. So mm-hmm. in terms of, right. of scary stuff and yeah. pretty pretty crazy stuff, and if yeah. you don't know what's going to happen too, I, you know, it, you definitely feel like the characters are in mortal peril. Yes, which right. is where um, I mean, I you know, just to briefly even go back to something like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of superhero movies have lost their edge. I mean, even when we kill characters off, we just bring them back. Oh, so it's yeah. like TV shows do that. Like all yeah. these superhero movies, like refuse to kill characters off, legitimate yeah. characters. I heard something about Steve Trevor coming back for Wonder Woman two. Oh wow! Like he's not what? actually dead. I don't oh. know if that's true. That was a rumor I had heard. 
but oh, like, man. but like, Joe, it's that's a, kind of a paradox but, for Joey. But like, though, if, see, lo- you love that guy. I know, but I, it's not a paradox for me because his my love for him was cemented in the fact that he sacrificed uh, himself. Okay. Uh, right. If he like, <laughs> if he like spied, you know, you know, they if they use some like rigmarole to bring him back, you know, right, it's yeah. just <laughs> stupid. And so you never, so you never <laughs> worry about characters. Like that was the first time I was worried about a character in a m- superhero movie in forever. Yeah, that's um, true. And that's you d- and you know that's a big issue. Maybe that's why Luke doesn't care about many of the characters, even in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy, because you don't really worry about him, right? Because Drax is in the belly of the beast, and he's not worried. He's laughing, right? right? right. And so, but in this movie, they do it really, really well. You have, you know, they set it up with Georgie, right? Georgie gets, you know, his arm bit off, and he gets pulled in the sewer, and, you know, they do some pretty nasty stuff with him after that um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, you know, what Pennywise does. And and so right from the get-go, you know that these characters are in danger. So, um, so I think it does really well in a lot of that. Um, it 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 does get a little. It's a little bit more intense than I wanted it to be in certain aspects with the kids. Um, just because I kind of went to it wanting a Stranger Things experience or Goonies experience. I'm a really big fan of Super 8. I'm a really yeah. big fan of of movies right. that have kids as like their main characters. Mm-hmm. I think those are awesome. Um, so I could have used a little bit less of some of the stuff. The language was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, just mm-hmm. stuff they had kids say, and a lot of it was Richie, which is the character too. But you know, um, right. so some of the stuff the kids say, some of the stuff the kids do. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a little bit more, just a little bit more. I don't know, like innocent in the way yeah. it handled some of the kids, right? Yeah. Not in the way that the kids had to deal with Pennywise. I understand right. that that couldn't be innocent, right? But just the way the kids started out, even right? right. Even if you wanted to sort of you know see that innocence disintegrate as they have to deal more with Pennywise, right? I could have understood that, but they kind of don't start out. Some of them do, but not all of them start out even all that innocent right. at like twelve years old. Okay, and you know I've dealt with twelve year olds. I know that not all of them are all that innocent, but right. you know still it's yeah. just it's kind of what other kid movies have given us right it's yeah. what the goonies gave us in a lot of ways it's what um it's what um super eight gave us it's what stranger things gave us so i was kind of hoping for a little bit more of that um but overall i liked it a lot um i don't again it's you know it's tough uh, luke and i talked about that too it's tough to say whether i can recommend it yeah right um right. I, I don't really know that i can say that i i would recommend it it's a tough movie to watch um mm-hmm. but you know i it's definitely. I think. I mean, for me, it's a it's a horror movie worth watching yeah. when a lot of them aren't. So yeah, I, mean, that's I definitely true. would say that. That's, that's so, yeah. well said, Dove. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I liked it too. Uh, Richie, Rich, I, I I just wish he would have shut his mouth. You know, and this is coming. Maybe it is true to the character. I um, yeah. There were like the things he was saying, just the vulgarity and stuff like that. Yeah, I was, was like, man, I could vulgar. I could really do without that. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like I thought of him as the kid that your parents you know, have nightmares about your kid hanging out with a <laughs> yeah. kid like him. Oh yeah. I know. You know, it's just nothing, but it's just sex all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just, he can't get his mind off it. Yeah. The language and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, you know, and, and this coming from someone who, did, who didn't read the book. So if it's true, to the character in the book, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was entertained by it. I was freaked out by it. Yeah. It was pretty relentless as far. There yeah. was no real lulls in, uh, sometimes there can be a lull where you yes. have horror and then yeah. in the middle you have all the story and the more horror, yeah. but they intermingled all the horror stuff throughout it. Yeah. Um, but I think the freakiest part for me, um, and I thought too, Pennywise was incredibly well done. Yeah. yeah. The guy that you could tell there are B horrors and there are A yeah. horrors where you could tell throughout the whole thing that you're like, okay, they pulled out the big guns in directing and acting and yeah. everything mm-hmm. for this horror movie. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård did a really good job. Incredible. He did. Job. Like he, he just job. and what else was pretty amazing to me too because they have other scary characters throughout this whole thing, right? Yeah. 
Pennywise to me was still the scariest. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I felt that that, I thought that was pretty good by the writers. You know, he could have easily with those other things going on, he could have easily been kind of the, yeah. le, the, the less scary. Mm-hmm. And, but he still well, was the scariest. I, actually, I mean, I, I mean, I almost felt, I almost, I mean, I agree with you in terms of some of the other like supernatural things going on. But I mean, there is a point in the movie that I actually really appreciate where it almost like, it almost makes some of the some of the adult characters almost like scarier than Pennywise in certain in certain respects, which I think is kind of interesting. So I kind of like I what still it found like Pennywise like I the big the scariest part for me is fun. Well, it's kind of funny to say it because when the kid was in the library looking mm. at the book, yeah, the fat kid, yeah. Did you <laughs> notice while he's looking that his camera, the very next scene would be on his face? Did you notice the the, the old lady in the background? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I did. Dude, I don't know if Luke did. Did you notice that? No. Oh yeah, Dude, the, the librarian who like helps the, him at the beginning, who's kind of stern, right? Yeah. And then finds she, it, but in the back, she's like this. She's like, it's, Dude, it's creepy. It's it mad is really creepy. creepy. Yeah. And I felt like, I'm, I'm right like, before the well, red balloon and, goes by. Yeah, well, she's like, she's right like looking red, at him in the back, in like the this. library when he's yeah. looking through the wow. book. Sorry, you guys can't see the face I'm making for but, those of you but, listening. Um, but wow, I did not see that. So he's he's like, and I noticed it. You know, maybe on the big screen or whatever. And so, because they would flip to the book. And the music starts to build. Yeah, yeah, Flip right, to right. the book. He's seeing something. Yeah, Flip right. to his face. Right. Looking kind of interested. Right. And she's kind of back there, like with her head turned like this. She's kind of looking at him. Mm-hmm. Right? Flip to the book. Flip to his face again. Now mm. she's turned a little bit more towards him. Oh, wow. Flip to the book. Flip to his face. And the music's building. Something's about to happen. And she's full on straight. And her, head, and her shoulders are all hunched over. And she's looking down. And her eyes are all dark. I'm like, that is... One of the freakiest things I've ever freaking seen. Oh, wow. It was so scary. Uh, I, gotta go back I was like, and watch that is that so now. scary. I'm like, am I like, I'm in the chair and just kind of like, like crunched like this. Yeah, and then they followed up with that headless guy chasing him around the mm-hmm. basement. I'm like, yeah. this is freaking. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that was free. My biggest jump part was when they were, the, the, the little slideshow kept going. Uh, you yeah. see Pennywise, right? Yeah. And then oh, it yeah. falls over and then it's on its side yeah. and it's quiet. Yeah. Right. And then the, then the, Monster Pennywise just shows up yeah. like that. I, I, something came out of my mouth when oh. I saw that. Yeah. I, don't know what happened. I was like, whoa! I was <laughs> like, like, it was like, oh. Yeah. And so they set the tone for me early when he bit off his arm right in the beginning, Georgie's arm. I Because yeah. the previews, you know, yeah, I wasn't right. sure how it was going to, I knew it was rated R. I didn't think they were going to show it, actually. <laughs> right. But he just so. straight up like, whoop, boom, bite, bites his arm. I'm like, oh, wow, so that's where we're going. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like it's like a sack on the first play of football. It's like, yeah. okay, we're going to set the tone like this is how it's going to be. All yeah, right. yeah. Right. You know? And so I liked that. I thought the scene was cool where the kids were floating up top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was neat. Yeah. So there were cool visuals in it. And I could tell that, um, you know, they pulled out the – they didn't – you know, it was a quality – they were trying to make a quality horror they that did. was a, that could did. be appealing to the mm-hmm. masses and mm-hmm. everyone was going to go see. Yeah. And you don't see that too often. It's yeah. very rare where you have a rated R horror film yeah. right. getting this type of treatment. And I thought they did pretty good. But I, I like I said, I could have done without the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie, I thought that the, the storyline with the bullies was really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. The storyline with her and her dad, yeah. that was freaky. Whenever yeah. he would get like... Yeah. yeah, it's going back to the adults being Yeah, the scary. adults being... Yeah. To me, the... Right, and so that real... Eddie's mom and, stuff, and is yeah. really creepy too. Because that one, she's almost... Again, it goes back to our whole idea that like what you don't show is wasting. Scarier yes. than what you do too, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I mean, they do they do imply a little bit more heavily what's going on with Bev and her father, right? right. But I mean, there's even some weird, like you know, I mean, you could kind of just take it that Eddie that Eddie's mom is just kind of like super controlling, but there's almost like something weirder going on there. Yeah, um, there's like well, it's something like really creepy, but it's under 
undertones. They, yeah. It's not yeah. anything they ever really go into cool. in the movie, right. which is yeah. And I felt like having the whole idea of the parents and everybody being knowing about Pennywise, mm-hmm. not doing anything about it, complying with everything mm-hmm. was a was a very interesting undertone for the horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was I thought it was well done. Um, I thought it was definitely scary. It was, had yeah. jumpy moments, and it also had scary characters. I like scary characters. Mm-hmm. I don't like just jumpy moments throughout yeah. all the thing. Yeah. That gets old. Yeah. I mean, when you have actually yeah. like, it's like the build up to the villain. Here he is, and you're like, I'm not scared of that dude. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, I'm not mm-hmm. scared of that. It's just a dude in a mask. He yeah. takes his mask off. It's like Kylo Ren, right? Really cool mask. Here we go, Star Wars mask yeah. on. He's so awesome. He takes his mask off. It's like yeah. whiny emo baby. I'm not. I'm not afraid of you. Anymore. <laughs> My chemical romance. You're not cool playing. anymore. You're not cool anymore. Put your helmet back on you know it's a in, ghost, so, of, ghost of you right starts right. playing oh, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> and he's thinking about darth vader <laughs> yeah oh my goodness. so bottom line um here's the bottom line yeah could have done without the vulgarian language from the kids it's hard to it's hard to see from mm-hmm. kids um yeah. yeah well done with the scary stuff and i thought mm-hmm. it was neat seeing a big budget horror flick yeah the um, one thing i will say one thing i will say about flick. the big budget horror flick thing though is i actually wish they had gone less cg than they did there are a couple cg moments that that I think they could have let Bill Skarsgård just do his thing and uh, would have been scarier. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah. I mean, I felt like this. I felt like the CG when used for. I mean, some of it obvi- was obviously necessary, mm-hmm. right? Like when he comes out of the the screen, the projector screen. Like you couldn't do that with just like normal makeup, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he's too big. It's too. Um, but there are, there are moments where I was just like, I was like, why is this CG? And you can kind of tell it's CG, and it's kind of like I don't know, broke the the atmosphere for me a okay, little bit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I just felt like in a in well, a. I, I think that's part of the the genius of this movie is that um, even without the CG, Pennywise was still such an amazingly scary individual. Yeah, yeah, he just um, yeah. Every time they let Skarsgård yeah. just do his thing, do his it was thing. awesome. Yeah, it was he awesome. did he did a great job he with that, dude. Like job. this is that little scene with him and Georgie in the in the in the. Uh, yeah, he's just like yeah. he's just as good yeah. as just scary the Take way he talks. Yeah, the way, the way his stupid smile was. Yeah, yeah. just like, oh, yeah. this guy. Yeah, he, he, every time he's around, you can just feel his eyes on you. And you're just like, oh, my word, this is so scary. And, and again, I go, I go back to, um, for people who don't like <coughs> horror films, you know, there, um, there are many times in our lives when we, uh, you know, I, we see the, the, the Cub Scouts sitting on the, the log. And there's the leader, the, the, the scout leader, and he's telling them a scary story. This this is the 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 um, the essence of the entertainment of a horror film is being scared or it, it, it comes down to being intrigued, being so interested that that you're following every little detail, and, and it scares you. Um, and, and I don't think that's wrong to to hear if someone's like, "Well, something scary happened to me the other day," and, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, "Oh, what is it?" You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just interested as something uh, someone says, oh, something amazing happened to me. I'm like, oh, what is it? You know, and the the Cub Scouts sitting on the log listening to the scout tale, you know, and, and they get freaked out and they say, tell a scary story. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's the same thing with horror films. I, w- I want to say, too, about the, the kids, um, you know, there there are certain <laughs> things in reality that we see, okay, that's that's true. That's reality. That happens. Nine-year-olds get impregnated in our culture today. That's it's true. But Putting it in a movie doesn't make it good, just because it's true. Yeah, I felt I felt like your point for this, Luke, was really. Good. I mean, go ahead, but I just yeah, I thought I, it was like a good one. My my, so. yeah, my point to to I think I said it earlier to Joey is that just because it's true and it happens doesn't mean it makes a good film. I know kids talk like that. 
I know that they do. Well, you but, even said you didn't feel like it made it enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. Yeah, it yeah. was not enjoyable to watch because yeah. of what Dove said. You know, he could just kept turning everything into a your mom joke or a joke about. I mean, some of it was bad. Your mom. Joke. I, I know like, it was some of the really stuff he was bad. saying was like, wow. I, I know, and I was like, I was like watching this. I'm like, I know kids talk like this. But just because they do doesn't make it mean it's good cinema. You know, there are the things out there that's true and it's real, but doesn't mean you have to put it in a movie just for the sake. And I'm like, I'm looking at this character. I'm like, I know that kids talk like this, but you don't have to put it in a movie to communicate reality to me, you know? And, and I was disappointed in that because this kid was like way over the top. And I was like, I was like this. I mean, it just makes me, the result of that was make me looking at my own culture going, ah, oh, just... So disgusting. I can't believe we're talking like this right now. Mm. So that I was disappointed in that. I, I thought the kid was funny. He was yeah. funny. Um, but but the, unfortunately, he was just way too crass and vulgar for me yeah. to truly enjoy the scenes that he was in. I mean, my biggest complaint about that, I mean, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying in terms of good cinema. I think in some ways that might be preference again. But I would say in terms of that character, he's... <coughs> Richie's the only character who is like like that, mm -hmm. it, and that I felt was like more so. I mean, Eddie's a little bit like it, but uh, that I felt was actually more so the issue for mm -hmm. me with that character was more so like that he. I, I know it was his thing, and you wanted to find the different characters, but like you just like had these moments where like they're all being kids, and they're all like you know kind of cute and still enjoying their being kids and you know mm -hmm. being innocent. But like, but like Richie's like this standout. Like it's it's just it was too much, mm -hmm. right? Like I think there were I think there were moments you could have had that sort of like goofy like kid banter that gets a little bit vulgar and stuff like that without putting it in so much. But right, Richie yeah, almost like stands apart from everyone else in the group right. as just being like super gross. Yeah. Um, and it just like I didn't feel like you needed to separate him that much. Yeah, yeah. So. And they they, right. yeah. they separated him. Yeah, because because yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure nobody responds to any of his stuff except for Eddie a couple times. Yeah. But like and so yeah. so like Eddie is kind of like where I kind of wish Richie had been, maybe versus versus like yeah right. versus yeah. like having him like way off to the side. Yeah, so. way off. Yeah. But I mean to be fair, it is it isn't. In some ways, it's important to the story, though, right, too. Right. And yeah. communicating who his character is and stuff like that. So, so. There, there was two negative things. One was the vulgarity of, mm -hmm. of the what the kids were saying. That was, And the other thing was, I, I, I know that, that kids are hormones everywhere, but we don't need to glorify the fact that these kids are watching this girl with, uh, obviously, they're lusting after her. You know, as she's sunbathing, you know, and they ha just have that, and they're showing that this is, hey, this is what kids do, and and, and I think they show they kind of portrayed it positively, like, oh, and that's sweet, okay. or isn't that funny, or it's know, supposed I'm, to be funny. Yeah, it's supposed to be funny, but I'm like, you know, that's not, that's not, no. I mean, kid, this this is the opposite of how we should be training young men in this culture, you know. And and, and yeah, uh, I mean, these, I agree. These, I mean, I women, agree with you, but I mean, these I think women it's... going around saying, uh, you know, uh, well, who's that girl who, who got re uh, famous recently because she takes selfies of guys who catcall her, mm -hmm. and she and she she. Go, and she takes selfies and, and you know and and I, I remember one time i saw a girl who was at the subway and she posted on facebook and, and she took a picture of her outfit and she said this is what i was wearing and some guy came up and he was really hitting on me it was made me uncomfortable and i just didn't like it and i can't believe we live in this culture and yada, 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 mm -hmm. slut shaming and all that kind of stuff and using all the the, the buzzwords and, and 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 at the same time she doesn't condemn pornography mm -hmm. you know and, and the feminists who get out there and or anybody who gets up there and says we shouldn't be you know, men shouldn't be acting inappropriately. We should be, you know, um, we should be treating women as equals. Lot of yada yada, but they won't condemn pornography. Yeah, and and 
and and I'm like, you're not going to get rid of this unless you condemn pornography. You got to condemn pornography because because these men, you can't tell me that these men aren't watching pornography. And so here again in this film, it's portrayed as funny or innocent or cute or whatever. But I'm like, at the same time, Hollywood bemoans with this whole scandal with Harvey uh, uh, Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever. Weinstein, yeah. We're all we're all bemoaning this this whole scandal with him. But at the same time, we put out these movies where this even at this age, it's viewed as whatever. Whereas if Harvey Weinstein was doing that, we'd be like, <gasps> you know, but we look at it and, we, and kids, we were like, oh, go ahead and do that. It's okay. You know, we should be training them up. Don't do this. You be In the movies, don't do this. You should not be doing this. I know there's an urge to do it, but don't do it. It's not right. First off, the Bible says if any man who looks at a woman with lust in his heart commits adultery with her. Yeah. The, the, I mean, let that alone that the Bible condemns <laughs> it completely. But also practically speaking, you know, but I mean, again, we're talking about Hollywood here. We're talking about knuckleheads and numbskulls. So that was the second thing I did not like about it was was the, yeah. the, the sexuality of it. I know that that scene. I mean, that scene was that scene was confusing to me. Yeah, that one really was confusing as to like what point they were trying to get across. Like, I think you're right. I think they were trying to portray it as like they're just being kids or something mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. I was, I mean, maybe just because it made was making me uncomfortable. But I felt like one of those scenes that they were trying to one of the few scenes where they were trying to not make you uncomfortable. But in the same sense, I was uncomfortable. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, and I was just kind of like, I was like, what, what? is this yeah. it's weird right and yeah. i mean and it's weird too even at, from a, an audience standpoint too mm-hmm. right because i mean because these kids are supposed to be well under 18 mm-hmm. and so again so the girl in her undergarments and stuff like that like it's it's just weird it just right. was a weird scene it was and i was very confused as to the the portrayal and like how right. like because to me anytime you're filming any scene in a movie you should be thinking about like what what do you want the audience to be thinking what do you right. want the audience <laughs> to be feeling right i feel like there's not a nearly enough of that consideration in most movies <laughs> but I, and so in this but i felt like this movie was pretty cognizant of of like where they wanted their audience yes. to be feeling and yeah. thinking at, in a, in each an individual scene right because it's edited very well right um in terms of individual scenes and where they go and things and so i was just but that like that particular scene i was like mm-hmm. i was like it's like it went from cute to really not really yes. quick and i, was, I know i was very right yes i was very like like very inappropriate yeah, yeah. um very confused so those are the two negative things uh, there's two positive things about it that I like. First off, going back to what you said, actually, you both, you and Joey both said this. They just kept hitting you with scary yeah. part after scary yeah, part. Yeah, no, they do. And I was like, finally, yeah. finally, you know, this is what I'm here for. You know, yeah. I'm here, I'm here to, uh, to not, get not, scared. You really not, are. To get scared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the enjoyment. I mean, obviously just scare me for the sake of being scared is not fun. I got to care about what's going on. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I like that too, that, that they built up the characters, but they just kept hitting you with scary parts. You know, most horror films today, um, there's like three big scary parts, and the rest is droll. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, let's get get through, get through. Can we get through this, please? But they just or like, too much build up. There was yeah, it's or like too much okay, I gotta yes. travel down ten hallways before the right. actual they actually. Yeah, <laughs> and then all the, the the scary part is the door shut. You know, right. and you're like, uh, okay, you know, and, and but this, they, first off, they kept hitting you with it, and when they did hit you with it, it was like very well done. Yeah, scare. I mean, scaring you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like. Whoa, you know, it was so well done in that respect. And the second thing that I liked about it was um, uh, Bo Marinoff points this out. The, the, the command, the, the most frequent command in the Bible is do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And that was portrayed by the main character, Boy, who, um, you know, if there's Bill. any sort of redemption. Was it Bill? Yeah, Bill. Yep. Um, yeah, it, yep. yeah, they said his name a million times. How can I forget it? Um, <laughs> if there's any sort of redemption in this movie... Uh, it, it's that is that Bill was was even though he was afraid he wasn't he was afraid in his mind he wasn't mm-hmm. acting afraid with his body 
he was like, I'm going in there anyway because it's the right thing to do and I got to find my brother and whatever. And even after he knew he was dead, he was still not afraid. And, and, and that was a good thing, I think, that portrayed in that movie that, uh, you know, well, I mean, you could say, you know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You know, that's the positive message, whatever, you know, because Pennywives feeds on fear yeah but it's also a biblical principle do not be afraid even yeah. in the face of fear do not be afraid you know yeah. be strong and courageous that's what i that's how i end every one of my podcasts yeah you know so that was a, that was a good thing that i mean whether they meant to send it or not because i've i have no idea on their intentions anymore they 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 communicated behind it it's yes not, probably not meant <laughs> yeah probably, not, probably meant. not intended right the 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 positive there was a positive message in there and it was do not be afraid mm-hmm so there's there's it. That's the big ticket item. Yep. I, um, I, can I? I had some one yeah, other thing I want to say. I mean, I th- I think for me, what I what I really like about this and this and this, I wanted to bring back to Luke's original point about horror, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the themes behind horror being really interesting to dig into. Yes. Because uh, I because we know that a lot of Christians shy away from it. Um, it's. And, you know, and I mean, for good reason in a lot of ways too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, I completely understand why. Um, and in a lot of ways, I mean, uh, there are a lot of times that these movies are full of full of like discussing things you don't want to fill your mind with right also horror has some pretty serious ties to the occult yes, um, right yeah. which the bible directs us to stay far far away from right so i completely understand um you know uh, the reasons why you know and i like i said i don't even watch a ton of horror but mm-hmm. i like to keep an eye out for the stuff that i think actually might be might be good and might be interesting right and isn't just isn't just gore fest right, or, yeah, or yeah. whatever right um, I mean, it, it, you know, they have it can't even stick to the gory stuff these days. They kind of throw as much nudity in yeah, these movies. Yeah, I was just going to say. They throw say. as much, you know, you know, pornography in this yeah. in these movies as they can today too. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, the one thing I was going to say about this, um, and actually, interestingly enough, um, Stephen King totally blows it in the book. Um, but what I really like about Pennywise. Um, uh, what I kind of see in Pennywise, and I think what this movie projects a lot, which I liked a lot, um, just because it is this movie is part one of two, mm-hmm. so we are going to see uh, we are going to see a part two next year um, mm-hmm. where the characters are adults and they return to face Pennywise once again. <coughs> right. Um, so I so I did just want to say that. So, but in the, since it's split up rather than you know the book as a, you know reading the book as a whole, and um, what I do like about Pennywise in this, and what there seems to be in terms of a connection with some of the adults in the movie too, is that Pennywise is almost this like representation of the evil that man is capable of mm-hmm. um which i love like that that like that is the scariest thing about him you know not that he's a creepy clown right but that you know so much of what he does and so much of like you know because there's this you know there's even this scene where the bullies right um dove brought up the bullies and the the, the main bully you know he has this kind of like a, a you know seemingly abusive father i mean they don't go into it too much like they do in the book you know but his dad's a cop and and you can tell that his, you know his dad's been kind of rough on him and there's this actual scene where you know the the kid you know the the uh, this this male shows up in his in his mailbox and the kid gets it and it's the return of his knife mm-hmm. and the kid immediately takes the knife into the room where his dad's sleeping and he, mm-hmm. you know he, cu- he kills him right mm-hmm. he, stu- he stuffs it in his neck and and it's it's a brutal scene but there's like there's almost this correlation between that and like him him becoming like almost like Pennywise's minion, right? Without even you know Pennywise, you know Pennywise has had no serious interaction with him in the right. sense of like they're almost like these zombie type characters yeah. throughout the film that are are people that zomb- that uh, Pennywise has captured and, and seemingly like eaten, right? right? And so they're these like zombie characters. But this kid isn't even a zombie; he hasn't been captured by Pennywise; he hasn't been killed by Pennywise, you know. But he's still doing this thing, and he almost becomes this minion because he immediately goes after the kids after this, right? right? And so there's this almost like representation of like the 
the sort of evil that man is capable of, which is what I think makes Pennywise the scariest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is what's kind of like so what we can get into in terms of getting philosophical with the movie too, right. even, um, and like and and just making you sort of think about that that it's almost like a manifestation of the evil that man is capable of and That's the kind true. of evil in the world, which is really interesting too, I think. So, um, cause that, and, and that, that to includes me includes cannibalism. Yeah. But that, I mean, that, I mean that, that to me ties with what Luke, what you were saying earlier, um, just about in terms of seeking justice and some of the themes involved and stuff like that. I yeah. just, just like, um, cause I mean, s- sometimes I, you know, sometimes I wonder like why, people have such a fascination with horror, right? Yeah. Like why does our society have such a fascination yeah. with horror? And there is some part of me that wonders if like people are are fascinated or really interested in horror because there's almost like a there's like this deep underlying subconsciousness of like people think that's like what they deserve if they actually got justice themselves. Oh, uh, right. I, I mean, I know that no one, I know that no one will ever admit that. Right. right and yeah. I'm not saying that people deserve to be chopped up the way right. they are in saw or anything right, like that. Right, but I'm just right. saying that like, that there is this like, you know, and with the tie, with the themes of justice and even just like the idea that like this guttural violence, I'm like, why are people entertained by this like guttural violence that they mm-hmm. show in these movies sometimes? Um, and then I, there's some part of me that wonders if like, I don't know that that ties to just like this sort of understanding that like wrath is upon us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that we um, deserve it. Yeah. And that we deserve it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's very true. Um, the law of God is written on our hearts. Yeah. And, uh, without the Holy spirit, it will always be perverted. So you'll know that something is there, but you'll never be able to interpret it correctly. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. Anyway, moving on to our lists. Now, we're on to uh, growing up, you know, you get into watching YouTube videos. Eventually, if you watch enough YouTube videos and you keep following the chain, you're going to run into a Watch Mojo video. Watchmojo.com. Especially if you're interested in film. Is, is some sort of yep. weird website that apparently just exists to do a top 10 list about every single category that you can it, it's pretty, shake a mouse even at. Fi- not some even just film. Too, man. You, yeah, you, like, bait, once, yeah. Once some on the right, you see a bunch of top 10 bands from the 80s. You know, yeah, top yeah. 10, you're like, oh, I got to watch this. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, and, and then you watch it, and then you get frustrated because you're like, wow, this is... Uh, I would totally not put well, that Well, I there. think they do it intentionally, too. Oh, you intention- think? Oh, I think they... Intentionally oh, yeah. bad? Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I on. think so. I nah. definitely think so. Because it gets people, it gets people ire up, and so they start talking about it. Yeah, and then but I like, stop watching then, it. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, if I watch a top ten list that I totally agree with, I'm probably not gonna repost it. But if I watch one that I totally disagree with, I'm totally gonna repost it, right? Mm. And then explain why it's so terrible, mm. which is exactly what I, we're doing. I, I on want this you podcast, to talk so. about that on your next newsletter. Okay. <laughs> so okay, Dove. Um, now, uh, Dove is kind of the reason why I did chose this list because when we first watched Mach Mojo videos back then, Dove was kind of like, we saw one and Dove came up and he was like, actually, I would not do this. I would put this here and I put this here. And, 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 um, it was uh, a pretty bad review. It was the a one. And, and this is the same one that he's going to review right now. So yeah. we'll start with Dove. Oh, that's awesome. And then we'll go with you, Joey. Yeah, and then I'll close it out. I don't know how long ago. I mean, this was seriously like three or four years ago. That's awesome. Right. I when just we thought it was so bad. taken aback. Yeah, and, and then Dove was, and then I remember you're like, no, there's no way I'd put that there. And then, you know, I, thinking about categories later, I was like, you yeah. know what, we should go back and do, and we might do this once a year because they, they really have thousands yeah. of, of lists out there. Maybe, maybe yeah. not thousands, but they got so and many. they're entertaining to watch. Whether, uh, no, they totally have thousands. Like mm-hmm. I said, I, yeah. I mean, I went through their lists. They had to have had at least 25 per page. 
and I went through at least 15 pages, and there were way more. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. To find my list. Wow, what a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, I was really so, mad about it because I was like, this should be way easier. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to leave. We're going to read Watch Mojo's list and yep. then um, give a couple comments on it and then say, yep. here's what I would do. Well, right. the, the other thing is, depending on the list, because I'm going to need to do this for mine, you might want to explain the parameters that right. Watch Mojo right. gives for, oh. for what they do for the list. Right. Right. And you know what? I don't think there are parameters for okay. this one because it's so terrible. <laughs> there were, there, it's, it's, it's like, Watch yeah, Mojo gave parameters for yeah. mine. I'll give so. parameters for my list. Okay. But yeah, you're right. We can't rip on something, right? It's unfair to rip on something without having an alternative yourself. Right. Yeah. Right? You can't just go, oh, that was terrible. And it's like, well, what would you do instead? And you just can't say, well, nothing. Then your 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 point is invalid. So yeah, the one that I have is top. They did a list of top 10 most unlikely action stars. Okay. Okay. And like so, like actors? Yep. Okay. Top 10 <laughs> most unlikely action stars. Okay. It's going to be I awesome. This list was so bad. Mm-hmm. And it really is. It's terrible. And I hope that you're right when you say they put these out on purpose. Uh, I have to. Because, I mean, because this is so bad, it, it couldn't possibly. I mean, actually, you know what? To be fair, this, this you know, human beings created the circle. So, you know, I, right. I, I, can't, I can't give them that much credit that they put yeah, it really, out, we that they put it out on, on purpose. So, they probably don't. Yeah. So they have top 10 most unlikely action stars. I thought the list was so bad. So. I'm going to read you that list, and then I'm also going to read you the list of mine. I yeah. kind of think I'm, I'm kind of proud of mine. You can probably okay. argue with me a little bit, <laughs> okay. but I think I think oh, I, I will if, if I feel there's need. Right, and so here's theirs. Okay, okay watch yeah. Mojo's top ten most unlikely action stars. Okay, and before you give us, uh, are there any that you agree with? Well, give us. There give are. Us the, there's hold on, one. give us them. There's well, one. Okay, yeah. Wow. Give one us that them I agree and, with, and, tell us and which then one, one honorable with. mention, and that's it. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, and, and okay. And I'll, I order. figured I'll, I'll give you the order, and then I'll explain my criteria. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, so but Let's anyway, so they're not ten in descending order. Their yeah. list number ten, Michael Sarah. Okay, <laughs> wait, when number, was he an action star? He was in uh, um, what's that movie? Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus, versus the World. world. That's yeah. not an action Michael movie. Michael Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Number ten. Number nine, Seth Rogen. Are you kidding me? Green yeah. Hornet. Green Hornet. Okay. Oh, for <laughs> number eight, John Cusack. In, Wait, in, in what? what? A gross point blank. Oh, Oops. that's not... John Cusack. I mean, okay. okay. I like a gross point blank, though. Rom-com action. I know. That one's... Yeah, it doesn't really Number seven, Meryl Streep. <laughs> in uh, the Kevin Bacon movie... Um, uh, River Wild. River Wild. <laughs> Meryl <laughs> Streep. Okay. Number, action star. Number six. Yeah. This list was awesome. This one blew me away. <laughs> number six, Liam Neeson. Whoa. <laughs> And the way you're going to explain that, I one. will. Yeah. Okay, and because I'll just obviously go through, he's and an I'll action do a real star. Movie. Yeah, obviously, right. Liam taken movies. Next one, <laughs> I think this is number five. I didn't write it. Number five, Ryan Gosling. Okay, that Next one actually one. I can see. Uh, I can, that I, one makes sense. No, I'll, I'll explain each one okay. very briefly. Okay, okay, so we won't take up too much time. Ryan Gosling. Next, Gina Davis. One of the, most, one of the is, is that the one from the Fast? This is and number the four. This is number four in the list. Is that Gina Davis? Is that the one from the Fast? No, she's from she's from. No, 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 no. That's she's a league of their own. That's what she is. Is that the action so movie they Davis put her in? They did Cutthroat Island. Oh, what a bomb that okay. was. <laughs> so anyway, listen, I'll go I don't even know what that movie okay, is. All right, so next, uh, number so three, bad. Uma Thurman. <laughs> Kill Bill. Number, yeah. number two, Michael Keaton, Batman. Okay. Number Why? one, Matt Damon. What? Batman. Okay, now, <laughs> this is the only one I kind of agree with, but here's here's the thing. Now, Okay. They took one thing into account, actually two things, okay. that are wrong with this entire list. <laughs> okay. okay, number one, 
First of all, these guys have to do a good job in said action play. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and they're not taking it into account. Number two, they have or will act in another action movie Mm -hmm. to be an action star. Maybe there's a reason Seth Rogen doesn't act in any more action (laughs) movies because he stinks. Okay, so these are not action stars because one bout in the action genre, which you did terribly in, Mm -hmm. and you don't do it again, doesn't make you a flippin' action star. Mm -hmm. And to argue, I mean, Seth Rogen doesn't even do any of the action in that action Seth Rogen's terrible at everything he does. (laughs) He's like the male version of What's-Her-Face. What's that girl that does a stand-up that I ripped on? Oh, yeah. Um, Um, What's her name? Oh, I forget her name. I guess I'm kind of glad we forget her name. I am, too. I know who you're talking about. So here's the thing. Amy, okay. Schumer. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah, he's like the, the male version of Amy Schumer. Just another thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so anyway, Still Michael Sarah, dude, you you never are an action. Yeah, you you can pull off that one role because mm-hmm. you're the geekiest of the geeks. I was gonna right. say he you're pulled never off that gonna role be in any, because he's not an action. The only hero, way you can do it is, is another Scott Pilgrim film. That's the only way you're ever gonna survive. Yeah, and, right. and you're not an action star. Number two, Seth Rogen. Enough said. He's right. an idiot. Right. Number three, John Cusack. Honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. John Cusack did good in Gross Point Blank. Now, he starts out, and he was in Con Air, kind of wielded a gun, but he's still not known as a real action star. I would not count him as an action star. (laughs) I thought of him. I wrote him down. Mm-hmm. And even though he can pull off, he's the been cop, in a couple. He since, can pull yeah. off the, you know, yeah. it's it's he's been just in his entire life. He's been in more roles of, of drama and yeah. suspense and yeah. horror. Yeah, and it did a really good job. Yeah, you know, but he did good in Gross Point Blank. Right. Um, John Cusack. So Meryl Streep. Oh, this gets okay. And I'm going to mention this right now. Here's the thing with ladies. I did want to get a segment in the in my list is all dudes. Here's why. Okay, and here's here here's the thing. My take on ladies in action movies. Okay, and so. Aside from two characters that I can think of, I truly ladies in action movies are so one-dimensional that you can take any actress and replace it with that actress and have the same exact result. Mm-hmm. Are, are you talking about ladies in action roles, not in action movies? Or are you talking? Oh, wait, well, it's the same thing. Same thing. Are you talking about like? Um, you know, like uh, ultraviolet or yes, uh, anyone, uh, Aeon pick, Flux, pick or, something. Or, yeah. or are you talking about like female co-stars who aren't necessarily doing the action, but they're just in the movie? Which one are you talking? I'm about? talking about doing the action. Okay, doing the okay in the action. Role. Lead role. Let's say lead a lead role. action yeah, yeah, lead role. role. Okay. Like like Scarlett Johansson in in maybe uh, um, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. Right? Or here's here's how this one. is what I think of ladies, right. even though they do a good job. Right. Right. In their own role. Mm-hmm. Remove um, Scarlett Johansson. Insert whoever you want. Same, same result. result. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's too. It's very. It's extremely one dimensional. Mm-hmm. They act the same mm-hmm. in every single one of them. Yeah. Gina Davis. They had this thing in her where she's like throws this thing and throws a sword into the into the uh, uh, mast. Right. Goes if any man challenge me, pull that. I'm like right. any any girl can do that. Right. You yeah. know. But when it comes to dudes. There's only one Bruce Willis. There's only one Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You can't switch roles out. Right. You can't put Arnold in Die Hard. Wouldn't right. work. It just would be terrible. Yeah. But that's any, I, I think with fair. lady action, yeah, with lady action stars, Uma Thurman in switch. Okay, switch Uma with Gina Davis in their movies. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, you get okay. the exact same result. Mm-hmm. They're 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 the exact same in in every I way. He, I did tell you, Doug. There's a reason I invited you on this podcast, and this is this is why. <laughs> I did hear this that is, new Charlize Theron action movie was pretty good. Well, here's, I might here, be well you know what's funny? One. 
two two ladies, I think, that are honorable mentions and not on my list, but two ladies that really do their roles well that you I think you can't replace. Okay. And that is sure. now, you're talking when you say can't replace, you're talking specifically for the action roles, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. okay. Okay. I think I think, sure. think Carrie on Moss in the Matrix, you mm-hmm. can't replace that. I don't mm-hmm. think any other girl could have played that well. Yeah. Okay. You probably could have gotten it, but she really she, she did good. She no brought woman, something yeah. to that. Yeah. That that you can't really play, and also I think Charlize Theron in as as Furiosa, mm-hmm. uh, in in Mad Max mm-hmm. Fury Road, I felt like she brought life to that her too. Yeah. yeah, and that's a total action role. But I just can't see I can't see yeah another actress filling in those. Mm-hmm. But I can with basically every every single Ion Flux with Charlize yeah, Theron. Yeah, yeah. Put any girl in there, man. Yeah. The the girl that does the what's the Am? evil the evil Am Flux with Charlize. No, Theron? what's the um, Resident Evil? Girl. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, what's her name? Is it Veronica? That's not Veronica. I forget her name. But anyway, Veronica's take her out. Insert whoever. Same result. Same okay. thing. Same movie. Nothing. Right. So that's what I think of ladies in action roles. Gotcha. Okay. Not that they do a bad job. I just think it's so one dimensional that they you can't you can replace them with whoever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So that's Meryl Streep in uh, River Wild. Same thing. Any with a lady. Liam Neeson started his stinking career as an action star. You know, even on this dumb movie list, they're like, Amelia. Even though, even Mila though, Jovovich is her name. Yeah, I'm sure she does a good job. Yeah, yeah, you know? right, it's just, right. But whatever, you, you're the <laughs> right. same as anybody. And they don't have to get physically. <clears throat> the only reason Gail Gadot got Wonder Woman is because she looks like Wonder Woman. Right. Okay. Okay. It, uh, women don't have to be muscular; they just have to be thin, right, to play their action role. Uh, I mean that's true, but I, I kind of would say I think Gal Gadot. I, I feel like it would be hard to replace Gal Gadot. Yeah, she with someone who she, well, no, she, she, she the was only, convincing. She, she was. Eh, it's because her. He her said, look, eh. It's because of her look. Hey, there are always that's exceptions why. to the rule. Right. So Th- that's why I don't. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> um. So Liam Neeson and they're and in their dumb in their dumb thing when they're going through this they're like even though Liam Neeson acted in movies like Rob Roy and Taken uh, One and, Two and, and Three Phantom Menace yeah. we still feel like he's one of the most unlikely it's like are you kidding me yeah, wow get out of here that's with that. bad that's a terrible oh, pick that's yeah, Liam bad. Neeson he's like number five on the list oh that's terrible okay anyway Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. He's an honorable mention for me. Right. Um, right, you're right. He is kind of a pretty boy, but there is an element of l- having a certain look. You you look at him like in the Notebook, and you go, and he's got a beard and stuff. And you're like, that guy could be a, a mm-hmm. Navy SEAL or something. Yeah. You know, he's got a look to him. Okay, right, so right. Ryan Gosling, Gina Davis, obviously Uma Thurman, Switch, whatever, Michael Keaton, eh, yeah. still not an action guy. You probably never yeah, really but, will but, be. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, more of a drama guy. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, people thought he was too short for Batman. Yeah, he was. That's why he wasn't a good Batman. <laughs> you should have never casted him. Right, okay. Right. No, wrong Batman. I don't think right. he was that great. He wasn't mm-hmm. that good. Okay. Um, and then Matt Damon, he is on my list. Okay. I'll explain All right. So what's your list? So here's my list. Number 10. Ooh. Okay. And I had a hard time with the top three to four. Okay? okay. So you can argue with me. Luke's boy didn't make the list. I know. Number 10. What I was, boy? I was looking for Matthew what McConaughey boy? on the Matthew list. McConaughey didn't make right. the list. And I he got onto I, my honorable I'm mentions. I'm honestly like looking at this going, I don't see how <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. I'm ready to argue because oh, yeah, okay, here we go. it better be Well, you got to wait for my whole list first. Right, how does how does Dragon's Reign? What is, is it? What? Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. That's it. How does Rain of Fire exist and Matthew McConaughey is not on your list? Yeah. Okay, oh, anyway, we'll let's, explain let's, let's, if you go. want to argue that with Just me. Just okay. go. Go, baby. Number 10. Fly. I have number 10, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
That's okay. my number You have 10. Jake Gyllenhaal on your list and not Matthew McConaughey. I have Jake Gyllenhaal on my list. <laughs> As an Let's unlikely action out. star, when he first started out, he did you know his closest thing to action was his that movie with Dennis Quaid about the natural disaster and uh, I forget what it was Day called. Tomorrow. Day what, after tomorrow. What action roles has he been Dar- in? Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko was an action Darko, in October right. Sky. And so he right, he was in October Prince of Sky Persia dramas. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now here's the thing. Then he did Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When you watch that movie, he does a really good job. Mm-hmm. The writing stinks. The, the the action isn't that great, mm-hmm. but he he really did pull off the role, mm-hmm. and since then and he and because it then me, starts to meet the criteria, he's an unlikely. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't see him in an action. Role. I mean, I agree with you with the unlikely thing, but I yeah, you know, and he did a good job, I, and not only that, but in the future and continue to action act in other action movies. What? I, mm-hmm. But what's? I feel like he hasn't been well, in that Southpaw. many. Oh, that's true. Southpaw. Southpaw is much Jarhead. more. Jarhead. To me, yeah, Southpaw Jarhead. is much Jarhead. more defining. Okay, I, I okay, didn't see Jarhead. Fair. Yeah, but I know fair. he killed it. He also was in that yeah. movie with a cop, and they're they, he, him and his and uh, his, his. Oh, you're end right. Of that's that's true. true. End of watch. End of watch. Beat cops. Yeah. Okay, so those are better. Like he's the Prince good. of Persia. And so this guy, yeah, but well, that Prince of Persia was his breakout. Prince of Persia. It's like here he is. He's Donnie Darko. He's this geeky looking kid. Right. Geeky looking. Okay, you're not saying you're not saying Donnie Darko is an action movie. No, that's what he's doing before, and he's geeky looking. He's kind of nerdy looking, and all of a sudden he gets beefy and does. Prince of Persia, and then the yeah, end I, of Watch. I, and I, I and especially <laughs> knew when I watched Brokeback Mountain. That's when I knew. Right. I was like, this guy's got so, action star. Right but over. keep in mind, joking. he's still <laughs> never seen that. Keep movie. in mind, so he's he's my one. He's number ten. I was unlikely. Okay, all right, go ahead. Number yeah. nine. Oh, where am I? Okay, number nine. I have Keanu Reeves. Okay. Okay, and the reason yeah, I have okay, Keanu makes, Reeves, mm. and I have him high, because he did kind of start out in action. Okay. People remember him though from Bill and Ted. They remember him as yeah, early okay, days in Bill fair. and Ted, and that's it's really fair. hard to look at him. He's still seen as this, huh? yeah, dude, Lanky. like dude. Yeah. He's still seen like that yeah. even today. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this dude, but he did Point Break in between both the Bill and Ted movies. Mm-hmm. And that okay. was Point Break is an action movie. Yeah. yeah. And he was gun and everything. And then after Point Break, he did Speed. Speed 2. Remember Speed? Oh, no, no speed. he did That's Speed right. 1 yeah, with the speed. bus. Right. And, yeah. and so oh, he so I he was, speed. He was always movie. in action roles. But going from Bill and Ted mm-hmm. to something like Point Break and doing a good job that you get more action roles, mm-hmm. he's an unlikely action star. Okay. Okay. I me. agree. To me, I, I mean, I I think that's a I think that's a really good pick. I'm actually kind of surprised it's not higher on your list because oh because I got to me, the, ones. to me, well yeah, but to me the <laughs> to me the Matrix and I mean you're gonna have to prove yeah. it because to me the Matrix and the John Wick movies recently yeah. like he kicks butt, but every time I see him, I'm like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't anticipate yeah, him being yeah, in this. In this, thought, yeah. I just thought. never would have thought. Yeah. But he's like the one of the most serious action stars too. For real. I saw a video yeah. of him like in a gun range, yeah. like doing John Wick in you, real life. You, yeah. you and, and like, just like, you and like pulling guns and shooting, like apparently, pulling headshots. Yeah, apparently, and, he's like not. Mis- he's not Mister Hollywood when it comes to guns. Yeah. Like he's not Mister. Like well, well, I shoot people on camera, but I, I never like you know. I don't have a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't support that. Apparently, he's not afraid to like actually go to. The range and like pull out. Of no, he goes to the range all the time. Apparently, and everything he's I know like, about him is he's a super chill, dude. Like yeah. he doesn't care about wearing expensive stuff. Yeah. Like and he's um um and he apparently because I watched a featurette on on one of the matrixes. Like he just he works extremely hard to get his role down. Mm-hmm. You know, but he played that cop in that really dark movie too. He was a little bit more beefy, but 
Anyway, anyway, that's a very unlikely action role. But the reason I have him as King, number nine Kings is because LA. he did start that way. He yeah. really did. Early on, he was doing No, I completely agree with you. I think he definitely belongs on that list. Um, I mean, not even even without Bill and Ted. I just look at him, and I don't think yeah. he's an action star. <laughs> but he, right now, you don't think. You're yeah, like, oh. even now. But um, yeah, number John nine. Uh, number eight. I have Will Smith at my number eight. Mm-hmm. So Will Smith started yeah, out okay. Fresh Prince, yeah. Mr. Comedy, real That's skinny, yeah. all this garbage, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, who's this little d- d- dorky yeah. dude, right? Yeah. And so then he comes out and does Bad Boys with uh, with, with Martin oh, yeah, Lawrence. Okay. And all of a sudden it's yeah. like, this that. dude's like an action dude. And mm-hmm. that started his whole yeah. career in action. Right. And yeah. I felt like he, even he had more of a comedy dork role yeah. in the beginning being a comedy guy in a yeah. sitcom. Well, you, you know what? I saw an interview with him and he said, when, before, uh, you know, when, when I came, before I did this, this one movie, it was, it was Will. Hey, what's up, Will? How you doing, yeah, yeah. Will? But after, he said, after I did Independence Day, it was Mr. Smith. Everyone called, started calling me Mr. Smith. Yeah, respect, man. And he yeah. killed it. Like, yeah, like I said, my criteria did a good job. Yeah. Okay, no, you have to do important. a good job, and you have to either to act or you will do act. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. In another action yeah. movie, because no, we have some recent ones. He anyway, makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. So number eight, number uh, seven. Uh, number seven, I have Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And before the Phantom Menace, because I thought he did awesome as Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. As, as, as flawed as a, and, and you know what and him and stinking what's his name did great as the two Jedi Liam Neeson Liam Neeson <laughs> stinking what's his name yeah we just <laughs> talked about, <laughs> just <him>. talking about <laughs> yeah. Liam Neeson right you know before they put him on their terrible list Liam Neeson I thought Iman McGregor did great he's a skinny guy he doesn't look like an action guy before right. that it's nothing but weird rom-coms and weird things that oh, he was doing right. and so he does a Jedi role does a good job does the future Jedi roles and does a good job mm-hmm. as Obi Wan, mm-hmm. as as well as the writers and movie allowed. Yeah, he went no, on and you. did other movies. He did The Island. Then mm-hmm. did okay. a really good job with The Island. Was The Island good? I haven't seen it actually. Oh, I actually like that movie. Okay, a lot. very yeah. well done. Okay. He's running a lot, but he's fighting. He's okay. running. Yeah, right. You know, right. and so and it's then an he did another sci-fi. movie which yeah. I didn't see I where he it. plays a um this this like redneck uh, mob boss guy. Um. I, I don't know his um. But but he, I've seen a few. I didn't see the movie. I can't say. But he did a really good job with that. This guy cemented himself as an action guy mm-hmm. from 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 Star Wars, mm-hmm. and he will continue to act in more action roles with guns and shooting and don't? fighting. I mean, he he doesn't really. Like I can't think of anything within the last five years that he's done that's been an action role that I can. think Well, of. that one I mentioned to you about um, him. Um, the mob boss one? Yeah, I forget That's what recent? it's called. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, All right. But yeah, I mean, I, mean I still, I still, I mean, I agree with you about him being an un- he, unlikely right. action star, and I agree that he did a good job as Obi Wan, but I don't, I don't see him as an action star like cemented. So mm. yeah, so maybe so your only argument maybe not number seven for him. I I put him at number. I definitely seven. would put Keanu Reeves above Ian McGregor. Okay. For sure. So number seven, that's uh, number six, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage <laughs> did was yeah. Mr. Raising Arizona um, before he started his action career. Mm-hmm. And so once he Moonstruck. started his action career, it just stinking took off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he did Moonstruck. He was in romantic comedies. Uh, well, I don't know if that was after or before. We're going to steal the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. So, right. So he did. Yeah. So even today, no, it's more like we're gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> that was really yeah. good, Luke. I just think it's a really big jump from uh, from raising Arizona, which is what made him famous, mm-hmm. to then doing other movies like The Rock, 
he did Con Air, even though that was so yep. campy. Somehow it worked. <laughs> yeah, it did work. Somehow yeah, it worked. It was like the camp. It worked somehow because it was Nick Cage. Right, right. And so he got beefy, and he's huge in that movie. If mm. you remember, he's big. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he does that. He he did that one. He off. did Con Air. Face Off was a big deal. Yeah. And just did a really good job, and will continue to do a good job in, in doing if he does get more action roles. Mm-hmm. That was a big leap from Raising Arizona to. Mm-hmm. So he's a very unlikely action okay. star. Number six. Oh, by the way, uh, screen screen rant Junk, did yeah, another screen list. Screen junkies, screen, screen rant, screen rant. Yeah, you know who they had on they, theirs was equally terrible. Oh, really? You know who they had on their list? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I was like, Bruce Willis is on your list as top ten most unlikely. Unlikely? Are you kidding yeah. me? And this what kinda, was their justification for that. They're one? like, like before he did Die Hard, he was in a couple of like roles that nobody knew about. Stuff. Right. Here's the problem with that: nobody has ever heard of those movies. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Die right. Hard was his breakout. Right, right. You know, yeah. Nick yeah. Cage, his breakout was raising Arizona, being a goof up. Yeah, Dad. that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. It's just an awful. Wh- wh- pick. Which, unfortunately, and he did Matchstick Men, where he was also another like goof up. And <coughs> he, I think his oh, niche, right, yeah. his niche, unfortunately, became action. But his true niche, I, I think, his his true calling is comedy. Honestly, Nick Cage, man, my his greatest yeah. role is in Raising Arizona. That's the greatest role I've ever seen him do. Hmm. Honestly, there is no greater role. Yeah. But, I mean, The I thought, Rock is awful. I thought he I mean, did really good and got in 60 seconds. Uh, I thought it was meh. Eh, anyway, <laughs> go okay, ahead. so anyway, uh, Nicholas Cage, number five, Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah, preach. Okay, now, preach. Yeah. number five. I can't oh, yeah. believe yeah, he five. wasn't on anyone okay. else's list. How could you miss this guy? Of okay. course. Anyway, before this, uh, before, okay. Because um, he did be, Titanic, and to, be, and to be fair, he stumbled a little bit when he originally got into action. Because I would call, I would call Kangs in New York action, and I think he stumbles mm, yeah, a little bit. True. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think yeah, he stumbles yeah. a little bit, but he <laughs> keep, he persists, right? Yeah, and, he, right. and now we have yeah, gangs, right. yeah, yeah. And uh, but but you at least start to see it, and you're like, oh yeah, you oh, definitely man. do. You didn't have to. He definitely has took, took then, a while for him to rip the shirt off. It was off. It was off. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, and then you see, I saw him in you know in Titanic, and then there was a stigma around him after Titanic. Yes, he's just a pretty boy. Shakespeare and Oh, yeah, uh, Romeo and Juliet or whatever it was. And then, yeah, Gangs in New York happened. And then, uh, Catch Me If You Can. Right. Still, though, drama. Mm -hmm. And then Blood Diamond happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Blood Diamond, I went, I am a fan. This dude can pull off any. He can do whatever he freaking wants. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's great. And then he did Revenant. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and Inception, the, yeah. the dude oh, can yeah. do anything. To me, Inception is what solidified. Actually, no, I guess <coughs> Blood Diamond is really good, too. Departed, too. Oh, that's yeah. true, yeah. He can play oh, the dirty, right. grungy cop. Mm-hmm. He could play, you know, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, After true. Blood Diamond, I'm total fan. He's an action star, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay? Very unlikely one. Right. Number five. Uh, that was number five, I think. Yeah. Number four. Because mm-hmm. he's getting good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> number four, Colin Firth. Colin Firth, huh? In uh, Gold, uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Hmm. Uh, oh. I don't think he did a very much action thing in that one. Yeah, he Colin did Firth. when he took out the church. Remember that? Well, yeah, but he was on a drug or what? like on some sort of laughing gas. You no, know, that's that. I would say he's that's definitely an action movie with him yeah. in it. But here's it. I guess. But yeah, how well, many has I'm he? Probably not just. Well, he's going to do. Here's, in, here's, in here's my justification. Too, but okay. here's I don't my know that he's solidified an action role. He's not necessarily solidified. Okay. Uh, okay. He's at four. One of my criteria is. Has or will act in future action mm-hmm. movies. And he's, and I think and he's, he's going. Yes, and I think he's he's one of the most unlikely people to see in a movie like that mm-hmm. doing the things he was doing. Hmm. 
Okay. Now he's gonna and now he's acting the second Kingsman one. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean he's an action star. Mm-hmm. But I think after this, it's gonna be like a. Um, I don't know who to, who to describe it to, but I think after this role, he's going to be acting in a lot more action movies hmm. after this one. Okay. And I think he's very unlikely. And he does a really good job. And you're going to start seeing him more in cop movies. You're going to see him wielding weapons and doing hmm. all that kind of thing. All right. That's Dove's prediction. I, I don't yeah. know that I buy yeah, it. Yeah. So. Well, it's noted. So <laughs> Yeah. No, it's definitely noted. And if but, I and see I, it, the biggest I will reason certainly be the first one to bring it up and, and say Dove was right. A biggest reason because the dude's 50-something. Yeah. Yeah. All the guys mm-hmm. I have in here are young. This guy's 50-something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to break out into action right now is a big leap. <laughs> right. It's a big leap. Yeah. Number four. Number three is my Matt Damon pick. Okay. Here's uh, yeah. why he's okay. number three. I mean, makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Okay? Because before, obviously, Born and everything like that. Goodwill before Hunting. Before that, Goodwill Hunting type stuff. Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, th- yeah, that kind of stuff. No action whatsoever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and here's why I have him at my number ties. three. Because he solidified Jason Bourne so much that he's like Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. Like, there is no yeah. other Jason Bourne than Matt yeah. Damon. Yeah. They tried it with yeah. Jeremy Renner, and it yeah, was terrible. That's true. Right. that's true. There is no other. He he not only broke into action, but solidified Jason Bourne role as him and him alone. Mm-hmm. That is impressive. Yeah. So that's a huge leap. He's yeah. a total action star now. Mm-hmm. You can put him in any action role, and he'll do just fine. Right. From this this. Drama guy to that huge leap, but not just a leap, solidified his action role. Number two, right? I like this one. Okay. Number two, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Adrian Brody does not have anything that is a part of him that looks like an action guy. Right. Yeah, no, nothing about him looks mm-hmm. like action. Mm-hmm. It's all drama, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even look like a, a, a lead role. Yeah. Um, but he did awesome and watched this movie called Predators. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes. Oh, Joe, yeah. did you see that? Predators. I bought it on. Uh, I bought it from Redbox when no. I kept it for 30 days. And it's good. He kills it, dude. He does such yeah. a good stinking and he's like, job. He's and he's huge, big. He's yeah, beefy. He's and like, there's parts in it. There's parts in it where it's like he goes total Arnold on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shirtless, <laughs> yeah. running around. He's all scratched up and muddy. And yeah, he's yeah. just like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like straight up action right yeah. here. And he mm-hmm. did an awesome stinking job. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but then he did King Kong, yeah. which was a total action role. And he did awesome as Jack Driscoll. I thought yeah. he totally played that part. He yeah. looked the part. Yeah. Machine guns and all. Yeah, I actually think uh, Adrian Brody looks the best in uh, like 40s and 30s. Uh, I, I think he channels, uh, in my mind, and maybe you can slap me in the face for this, but I, th- I feel like he really channels Humphrey Bogart in my mind. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's interesting. But anyway, That's he's he is, he is super unlikely. He doesn't look it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But mm-hmm. when he does his action roles, mm-hmm. he just he crushes it and does an awesome job. Yeah. That's my number two. Cool. Oh, here we go. Number one. Number one. Matthew McConaughey. Any guesses? Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Better be no, Matthew. it's not Matthew McConaughey. Oh, my goodness. Better. I can't believe he's not even on the well, list. He's not on the list. He's not even on the list. I need Ian McGregor. Okay, here we go. Now, you may... I don't know if you're going to argue with me on this okay. one. All right. Probably. Your cases <laughs> have been pretty strong. No, no they have. Number they have. one. Mm-hmm. Most unlikely action star out there okay. right now. Mm-hmm. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was going, I get it. Going uh-huh. from the office. I get yeah, it. That's true. Getting freaking ripped. Yeah. And doing uh, 
13 hours. 13, 13 hours. hours. Well, he's doing... Um, that dude, yeah, I said after... The, now he's doing Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Yep. Jack Ryan. This yeah. dude is going to be recruited to do all kinds of action stuff. Yeah. And he killed it. He mm-hmm. did such a good job. He looked the part. Mm. When you never, never in a million years yeah. after seeing The Office would you ever vision this guy doing anything even close to action right yeah and guess what yeah. he's gonna free and he's gonna kill it he's gonna do great mm. these jack so, ryan yeah stuff, i agree he starts I out as Krasinski an analyst is a great one yeah so he starts out as an analyst in these jack ryan but he becomes an agent yeah mm-hmm. and you're gonna see him doing like yeah you know i, I hope it's good but Gerard i mean, he Butler was, stuff he was you know he was wonderful in 13 people. hours so i think <laughs> that's so, a really good list stuff yeah that I agree. is my number one I hear you. Most unlikely action star. Who, who was your number seven and your number six? My number seven was Ewan McGregor, and my number six See, was Nicholas Cage. And that's the thing. I, I would definitely take out Ewan McGregor and put in um, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew yep. McConaughey. Yeah, here's yep. why. Okay, here's my criteria. Here, here's why you made my honorable mentions list. Mm-hmm. Because of one movie role in his early days, okay, that may, at least made me think, Okay, this guy's got some real action material. Mm-hmm. Okay, before uh, he cemented himself in in uh, oh, Rain of Fire, Rain of yeah. Fire. But because of one movie, I'm like, I, I just I couldn't do it. And that movie it? is U five seven one, and I saw him in that, and you see him, and he's got the look. He's young, but the the intensity. You know, and everything like that that he did, I was like, I just, like, if he was acting in nothing but romantic comedies and blah, blah, blah before Reign of Fire, yeah. Mm-hmm. But because of that one movie to me, I was like, I can't. Yeah, After the, that, I here, saw here, him again. Here's in why he goes, here's moves. why I hear what you're saying, but here's why he goes on my list because he, <laughs> he the, 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 the drastic change, the, the, the major yeah. drastic change that, that yeah. took place. I, he was, okay, he, he was, I he mean, he became an it, action hero. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a big difference <laughs> to go from, how to lose a guy ten days and all these rom com uh, ten things I hate about you right no no that was that was um that Heath was Ledger Heath Ledger so, uh, but he was doing these rom coms all over the place right mm-hmm. and then he did U five seven one okay and that was a, that was a big change but mm-hmm. but the change that he did from U five seven one uh to Reign of Fire was bigger than the change he did from How to Lose a Guy in t- Ten Days to U five seven one that the the chasm was bigger and I, I, I and I still and I still don't and I still don't know that I'm sold on Ian McGregor at, in his action roles like he does he didn't stay with the action thing and I I mean he was I thought he was just an okay Obi Wan like mm-hmm. and I didn't you know. yeah but yeah right and you have to take into account I haven't seen the island so I mean I you guys can vouch for that one but yeah, I, I do. don't know like <laughs> you did that. a really good yeah. job I I don't know I still think. Okay. And he didn't stay with you. Well, U571 for me was too much of a. a I hear you. I, I hear you on I that just one. was like, uh, and, he, and there's a certain element. You never to saw U571? No, I haven't. Oh, oh my man, goodness. Joe, you'll love that That's one. That's a good one. Right, cool. I'll recommend I'll it. I'll watch it and right now. I just think, too. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Certain, Bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are certain looks people have, too. Right. You know, the thing about Adrian Brody and Ewan McGregor, they don't look like action guys, but they do a really good job in it when they mm-hmm. do it. Okay. You know, and, and, and Matthew McKay still had that look after U571 of just grungy and just that. I I was like I can totally see that guy doing more. Okay, right. You know, yeah. keyword, here's, keyword unlikely. Last thing, honorable mentions, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I have John Cusack as an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Had a couple yeah. of things did that. Uh, I have Tom Hanks as an honorable mention mm-hmm. because of his role in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Who I'm sorry, but he's not an action star. Who? Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, he did a really good job. Yeah, but not an action star. Did a really good job. Um, Tom Hanks, 
Lawrence Fishburne. I had him too because yeah. he really solidified the action role okay. of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. But he's still like before you could see him in those and the other movies he did, he was like this bad guy, like like gangster. Yeah, you're like okay, I could mm-hmm. see him in more action. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why he's on. A, I have Matthew McConaughey because mm-hmm. of you side four five seven one. I have Jude Law in my honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, I also right. have Charlie Hahnem in my honorable mentions. Mm. Oh, he did, that's a well, he did. Um, uh, Nicholas Nickleby, but right after that, he did Green Street Hooligans. Right. Yeah, but he's yeah. done Sons of Anarchy since the beginning, hasn't he? Uh, no, no, not since the beginning. Uh, that, yeah, that that was kind of like midway through his career, if, if <laughs> really? I remember correctly. Yeah, he Sons of Anarchy. He did like ten he, seasons. That was a good one too. Yeah, yeah, but he, but that was I think he he started off with Nicholas Nickleby. I think. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I honestly had never heard of Charlie until, way, until Gangs. Yeah, I mean, when you start out that way, it's hard to break that. Yeah, right. But he did it with when then Green Street Hooligans, which was the opposite. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. I think it was so early yeah. that he kind of solidified real early on yeah. that he was going to be an action guy yeah, with yeah. that one. Yeah. So I, but he's on he's grown into someone I like to watch, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So anyway, I'm yeah. done. All right, cool, Joy. Let's hear. All right, buddy. cool. Okay, so that was a good. That was a really good. List. I mean, you know, I, I, like, I you know, like I said, I didn't love, I didn't love Ian, but that was that was an awesome list. Good job, Dove. Thanks. Um, so for mine. Mine was a little bit hard to do, but so my list or my uh, what was the um, list you found? So the list that I found was top ten movies that tried too hard. Okay. <laughs> so they give a, a they give a lot of they give a lot of uh, they say they say they start the video with with these movies more is less, but the criteria they give and I tried to stick with the criteria. Mm-hmm. The criteria they give is um, they gave five essentially five things that they tried to judge these movies on. So movies were either too hard uh, they worked too hard on gaining market success essentially right (laughs) they um overemphasized special effects Mm -hmm. they tried to pull too hard on hard strings Mm -hmm. uh right they wrote an overly complex story right or uh they tried to capitalize on a trend okay so i kind of i kind of i kind of narrowed it down to just kind of like movies that tried and weren't able to pull it off right okay. like we were just talking about how campy con air was right yeah, but yeah, somehow right. it pulled it off yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right and so but somehow there are plenty, worked. But there are movies out there that you can obviously tell are trying to do something and by the end of it you're like that that didn't yeah, do it that right. was garbage yeah, so, yeah did not so, do but it but this isn't just to, this isn't just to me like just like bad movies right because yeah. there are plenty of movies that aim low and are low mm-hmm. right. but i think these are movies that aim high uh, as high my expectation yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. aim high um, and then just don't make it for whatever reason right mm-hmm. so uh, so their list um their list wasn't terrible there are some on here that i was a little bit PO'd about um, and there are also some on here that i was just kind of like what yeah. um, my my favorite <laughs> thing my favorite thing about this list actually is the first one they name is passengers right mm. and then they completely ignore all of their criteria oh, okay so <laughs> so instead of instead of mentioning any of those five things i just told you they were just were like this should have been gold but the script just kind of fell flat and i was oh. like that that wasn't when did that when was that you're just yeah. saying that it was a bad movie that should have been a good movie yeah but that's that doesn't fit into any of the criteria. Right, right, right. So Passengers was number ten. Number nine was a movie I actually haven't seen, but was <coughs> did make sense under their criteria. It was called The Cell. I don't know oh, if you guys have uh, seen uh, Lopez. Uh, Lopez. Yeah. yeah. So The Cell. They said visually it's like <laughs> astounding, but they said that like in terms of story it was too complex and okay. really false. Right. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Oh my makes goodness. Makes total sense. Yeah, this was a good one. Yes. I would definitely say just that's lump a good them all one. into one except yeah. the first one. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I mean, that's true, but... I, yeah. well, Pirates of the think, Caribbean, not the Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, right. but, I w- but I mean, I would say, too, though, that, that like... I mean, I, I think you could lump the second one in, but I don't know if you'd lump the last two in. Really, what I say that for is because they didn't aim that high. Right. But, like, the, there were high expectations for two and three, right? Yes. And three's got that, like, insane, like, Jack Sparrow dream sequence. Yeah. Like, it was trying to do something. You just right. had no oh. idea what it was trying to I do, still right? remind me of it. It's so <laughs> bad. Um, oh, horrible. Terrible. Number... Let me see. Number seven was The Green Inferno. Which is like a horror movie where some people, Wait, yeah. some, some white people, like crash in the jungle and are eaten by cannibals. Essentially, okay. essentially they gave it, they put it on there because it's like really gory, but ju- <coughs> attempts to do nothing else. Mm-hmm. So okay. they just said it was an overuse of special effects without any uh, substance. Right. So number six was the Tree of Life, which is another mm. one I haven't seen. But I mean, they said that it tries to aim really high in terms of theme. But yeah, that's like, the Brad Pitt one, right? No. It's, oh no, it is. It yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it, it yeah. a little kid, and then as an uh-huh. adult, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tree of Life. Um, so I haven't seen that one, so I, I didn't know. The either. next one, though, I was really mad about. Okay. They listed extremely loud and incredibly close. Okay, I never saw. I that really one. love that movie. Okay. I mean, I also really love the book, and I know the movie's not as good as the book, but they were like, "Yeah, it tries to pull on heartstrings because it's about 9/11, and it totally fails." And I was like, "Bro, it did not totally fail when I watched mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That movie had me emotional. I love that movie." So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, next one I understand, although I'm a little salty about um, Cloud Atlas. Okay, uh, I don't know yeah. if you guys yeah, have seen I that one. That so too, yeah. I understand that they yeah. thought it was an overly complex story, um, yeah. and f- I guess for the ultimate point, it is right. But that's probably because I, you know, I don't, I don't believe in reincarnation. So right. So you know, I kind of understood that, but I. That movie, they have like seven main actors, and they have what six different time periods, and each of those Is actors. That the Wachowski plays, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each of those yeah. actors plays different roles, and I just think it's so fun to watch. I think it's so cool. Okay. I thought it was a wow. cool. I thought it was a cool idea. I mean, I don't think the movie's like it's not like one of my favorite movies of all time, but there are there are aspects of that movie I really like. Right. That definitely was like a Wachowski idea that you know i right. mean they bring they bring some unique stuff to the table yeah um and then they bring some totally garbage stuff to the table um and i didn't i you know so i i was kind of salty about that one number three they have hateful eight mm. i never um, saw that one that one made total sense to me okay so it just kind of like was tarantino upping yeah, the yeah, ante on yeah, certain things yeah right but i didn't really let's understand. get more of tarantino yeah. what he likes to do i didn't really yeah. understand i didn't but yeah but i didn't really understand like that one was almost like him trying to capitalize on the things that aren't the things that make his movies good and so i was just i don't know it was i i mean I was, it was just over the top it just kind of like was the over top violence he was tr- i think he was trying to make some sort of a point <coughs> about um racism in our in, in that time period so they like kept using again the, they just they, did django for goodness i know sakes. no i don't, but, but to people. me but to me to, to me um django like actually like has some decent like ideas this one was just like they all use the n-word i think the n-word's used like 200 times or something wow. like that in that um in that movie and i didn't really understand it so that one kind of fell flat and oh. i understand that that wasn't a bad pick Number two, I actually agree with as well. Collateral beauty. Collateral beauty. <laughs> yeah, collateral beauty. Just I didn't even see it, but it looked like garbage. <laughs> um, it just looked like I was like I was like Will it Smith. Confirmed like, it. This list confirmed. It I know. For you. I know. Yeah, I did. I, I was like, okay. I was like, that one makes sense. And number one, um, which I also <laughs> think uh, makes sense, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Number one of yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, really tries so hard. Yeah. Jared Leto it. is trying so hard, dude, dude, and yeah. it just is garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I I didn't watch Suicide Squad because yeah. you guys. Yeah, right. like you were telling me it's that bad. I was like, you know, really, I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, really, I, mean, I mean, I could tell right away from the previews, you know, and the music they were playing. It was okay. We're playing Bohemian Rhapsody 
for the previews. Right, right, for oh, the trailer. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke called it. I'll give it to Luke. Luke called it. I actually was stoked about the previews. That would have been one of the ones I would have put on uh, really good previews that turned out to be a garbage movie. Yeah, I right. thought the previews were really cool. That'd be fun. But I just... <sighs> yeah. Ugh. All right, so what's your <laughs> list, man? All right, so my list. So wait, so list? Mend, mend this for us. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll mend. You so know, and, so it, all, it all sums up to your list is top 10... That, that I was too I was really thinking yeah I was thinking movies that you know they're trying to be something and they just don't get there okay, they don't right, make it right. whether they're they're too lofty in their ideals and their themes right or whether they're trying to imitate something or be something or prove a point yeah. right uh, all that kind of stuff you know I mean there are movies that that subtly you know have even you know there are movies that subtly have agendas right that at least like you know the point is that you're making art that should be the point right mm-hmm. so you know if your art you know has something to say that's awesome but you know when you sacrifice your uh, your ability to actually make art in order to say something that's that becomes an issue right mm-hmm. and so th- i mean those were kind of all the criteria kind of swimming around in my head when i made this list right okay. um also i'm not going to include any of the ones they made there were a couple i agreed with that right. i talked to you guys okay. about right. but i didn't include any of those right. simply because that wouldn't make for a fun list right so these are my these are my 10 um so number one or i'm sorry number 10 um, this is in descending order, right? They're this not all the, equal. Yeah, this is okay. in descending order. Correct. <laughs> Number 10, um, this um, actually one is fresh in my mind, um, and I'm also kind of putting it on here for Athena's sake, um, A Mountain Between Us, um, which we just saw. So it's um, it's uh, Idris Elba and oh yes yeah and, and uh, Kate, uh, Winslet. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I was yes. interested in seeing yeah. this. It, it actually looked so, really interesting. So it actually is like it's really good at certain points. But then it blows it, and it makes oh. me really mad. So, like, <laughs> I, I, this is actually going to get me into something that, that we can't seem to have as a society anymore that makes me really mad, too, mm-hmm. is, like, platonic friendships between men and women. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm. Like, so these two complete strangers um, get on this plane, right, this, like, little aircraft. This, they chart this little aircraft because there's a storm upcoming, and both their flights are canceled, and one of them has a wedding to get, the, one of them has their own wedding to be at, right? Mm-hmm. One of them is a surgeon that has to, to go and perform a surgery. Both very important things to do, so they kind of, like, meet each other by t- happenstance at the airport, and they come together, and they and they go, and then they crash, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to, like, survive. Right. And they, do, like, develop this really cool friendship, right? Like, they're, like, we're depending on each other for It's survival. called character development. Yeah, yeah. No, it's called, they, you're going, I'm getting it. Into the <laughs> jail. I'm, they, I'm getting you know, I actually two. don't generally like survival-type movies, right. because right. Sometimes right, they're yeah. just so painful to watch, mm-hmm. yeah. but this focused way more on the character development and way less on the whole like super survival mode right. type thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch you know half an hour of like someone's leg freezing off or something right, like that. Yeah, yeah, right. But and so I was like really into it. Athena kind of felt like she didn't like the movie as a whole, but I was really into it. And it and then there's this point where they're just suddenly they're like making out, oh. and I was like, no! Oh. <laughs> I was like, because they just it didn't oh, really? feel like that was where they were supposed to go. Uh-huh. Like it just like they oh, they had man. this this really cool friendship, and it was like we're gonna make it through this together. We're not gonna leave each other behind. It was so cool, yeah. and then it became sexual, uh. and it just was like. I w- it just it just totally dropped. So again, it. this whole I life, stinking knew it. And suddenly, and suddenly, I'm like, this is supposed to be a romantic movie, mm-hmm. and I had no idea until right now. Uh, and so, like, <laughs> so, and so, just like, uh, it, <laughs> I had no idea. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'd never. I know it's based off a book. I'd never read it. But so, to me, again, in terms of that mm-hmm. stuff where they're trying to do something and doesn't make it, right? Right. It just totally didn't work. Right. I was oh, like, no. Yeah. I was like, why are they kissing? Right. I was oh. like, they had this cool friendship. I want to see them. To yeah. You want to see them survive it, yeah. yeah, and then go their separate ways yeah. to what they were doing, mm-hmm. yeah. And goodness, uh, you know, and and instead the instead the whole Awful. like the whole like last twenty percent of the movie is like is like them breaking off every other part of their life in order to try and be together once. Boo! No, gross, terrible. So honestly, honestly, I'm so glad Joey watched it. Uh. 
Yeah. I don't have to watch. So, so honestly, Terrible. honestly for me, this may have not have made the list two years down the road when I've kind of forgotten about this movie, mm-hmm. but it was fresh in my mind. Right. I was like, it Ew. deserves a mention. Yeah, it's yeah. new. You know, people yeah. are going to want to know about it because people might stumble into the theater That's if they don't so, hear this. That is, that is so, terrible. So, yeah. And uh, like I said, I really liked it up until that point. The first, like, 70, 60% of the movie are really, really good. And then suddenly they're, like, you know making out. And I was like, oh. You know what I actually thought no. when I watched that preview? They're, they're, they're you know, in love. You know, I was you, know like, I said, you know what I said to myself, Joey, when I watched that preview? What? I was like, you know, honestly, in my head, I'm like, it would really ruin this movie if they actually got together and were in love with each other after yep. this. Yep. I thought and that's what they do. I thought that in the trailer. I'm like, you know what? But it looks like they so don't. It looks like they actually do it right. Yeah. I know. So predictable. Terrible. Oh boy. Okay. So, yeah. So, we got that over with. Uh, all right. So, number nine. Uh, number nine. I have a couple on here that I think are going to be kind of controversial. So, mm-hmm. I'm interested. I also thought this might be a list that you guys would have fun with. So, if you have any other ideas at the end, feel free to let me yes. know. Um, but for number nine, I actually listed Avatar. I know we already talked about that one. Oh but, yeah. Oh but, yeah. Uh, oh I, but I mean, one of the criteria for one of the criteria for um, for the Watch Mojo list was um, overemphasizing special effects. Yeah. And it does. It's yeah. a flashy movie, and you yeah. watch it for the first time, especially if you watch it in theaters, and you were like, "Wow, yeah. this is amazing. This must have been what it felt like when when my parents watched Star Wars in the '70s." Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "Oh wow, this this plot line is really awful." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so and so it, it's it's and it really I feel like. James Cameron is trying to do stuff with it, right? He's trying to, but I, I just feel like it doesn't, it doesn't come across to mm-hmm. me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't ever fit. I was enamored purely with the special effects. And yes. then once I watched it on DVD, mm-hmm. like the six months later, I was like, this is not a good movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I thought Avatar deserved a, a place on this list. Man. Yep. Um, so uh, specifically for that special effects idea. And also, um, you know, I would also say trying to, um, make a point that totally falls flat, which yeah. is the sort of uh, noble savage. Recycle point, everybody. Right? Yeah. Recycle. Right. Uh, recycle or else. <laughs> yeah, recycle or else. Yeah. Thank you, honest trailers. <laughs> All right, number number eight. Um, this one we don't have to spend too much time on because we've already talked about it on other podcasts. I had uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, okay. Yeah. This felt again. You know, I mean, some of these, uh, some of these, I'm going to list sequels that tried to recreate the magic in yeah, some yeah, way, shape, or form, but really true. were just cashing in. Yeah, right? yeah, right. And so, yeah. you know, it tried. It thought it could recreate the magic of the original Indiana Jones by just yeah. throwing the most ridiculous predicaments at our characters, and totally fell flat. Total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Yeah, I figured we needed to spend much time on that one. <laughs> so uh, I said number eight. So that was. So we're on number seven. Sorry. Um, number seven. I have. Um, what is it? Sorry. Let me just look here. Sorry. Uh, for number seven, I had uh, Spider-Man three. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spider-Man three as well. So that one's another sequel. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. one tries way too hard way in all ways. I mean, Tobey Maguire's obviously trying way too hard during yeah. that whole everybody emo, was everybody was trying too hard during yeah. the whole emo dance scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. Topher Grace uh, as Venom. Like the whole movie is just it's, it's just, just trying bad. so hard. Who would cast? Um, it's this? just it's so it's actually so, and to me that one is such a bizarre. Like I, I want to know what happened between Spider-Man Two and Spider-Man Three. Mm-hmm. That Spider-Man Three turned out the way that it did. Yeah. And Spider-Man Two is so good. Yeah. I don't uh, get it. Yeah, I don't right. get it. I don't understand that one. Flat. <sighs> yep. So all right. Uh, well, so, actually, real quick, according to Watch Mojo, the studio interfered. Oh really? Yes. Uh, is that just blame passing? Well, though? well, they like, they the, Watch Mojo. Watch your list on uh, top ten reasons that movies are 
are terrible. Or the, the top one reason you know a movie's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a really good list. Mm. Um, but uh, the, the number one reason was you know it's going to be bad when the studio gets when the studio starts interfering with this with the director, yeah. the, the the screen oh, okay. uh, the screenplay. You know, and, and that's what they said with Spider Man. The, their, their exhibit A was Spider Man Three. Wow. So. And then all right for number six, um, and I think this is my last like sequel related mm-hmm. to uh like big actiony movies right um i had B- batman versus superman okay i kind of felt like that also needed to be mentioned not as oh, bad as not man, as bad as a, Super- mm. yeah for me that one again in terms of their criteria right one of them was overly yeah. complex story okay it's an overly complex story with bad editing right mm-hmm. it tries to it has multiple points where i mean to me Zack snyder uh, watch any of his movies he has these really lofty ideals um, and he tries to pack them into his movies, but if they fall flat, if the audience doesn't get it, to me, it's a movie that's trying too hard. Yeah, that's um, a good. That, that that's a good example of just trying a little too hard. Yeah, it just it tried hard. It's like kind of works, but it tried hard like, to like live up to something that it, it just wasn't. Yeah, right? and, yeah, and I think there are really good moments in that movie that I yeah, like that yeah. happen, but I as as an overall story, it just yeah, it didn't. Especially yeah, the theatrical version. That's a really good. The theatrical that's version. that's one of the better analyses I have heard on that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I just I think it tried too hard. Yep. All right, so we're at number five here. Ah, uh, for number five, I have, and I feel like you could pick out a couple of his movies, but I had The Happening. Mm. Hmm. What do you guys think about that one? Mm. Tried too. I mean, uh, give, give us the criteria. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, for tried too hard, uh, I mean, or I kind one of, of them for it. What'd you say? Like it's obviously not over the top special effects, right? Right. So it's right. something so not, on that list. So what, what I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, for me again, it was, uh, it was probably the, I don't know, not overly complex story, but I was kind of thinking about it as trying to do something that just kind of like didn't work. Mm-hmm. I felt like the, I felt like the, uh, the mixture between Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, like did that didn't mit, that didn't right. fit. Like it just felt like it was trying to do things. Right. I mean, to me, I kind of think that uh, Shyamalan has been trying to recreate his success. Yeah, f- uh, from the beginning since mm-hmm. uh, Sixth Sense, like yeah. over and over with his movies. He right? started if he and, keeps going away, he's, he's, he might bring it. No, back. I know when we've yeah. and, and you know and we've praised him plenty uh, right. uh, on his most recent works, but there's definitely a dead zone in there with yes. his movies. Oh, and yeah. I, you know and I think and I and for me, the happening Zombie is like zone. one of the yeah. To me, the, to me, the happening is one of like the the uh, epitome uh, of that in a lot of ways you, you now so I, there were a couple though. i missed so maybe you guys think that there's another one that this no, I, I actually this, instead, is, this isn't the exactly on topic but you know so <laughs> amazing about his thinking movies man like he could have three or four terrible ones in a row mm-hmm. and i'm still excited about the next one mm-hmm. for some True. reason it's so yeah. weird yeah, i don't feel that I'm way interested. about anything else i'm, I'm just interested I'm, yeah anyway yeah, no, I agree. No, that's a good. I mean, one. I agree with that. It, it but just I just try too like, hard. Yeah, um, and, and one thing about him is he he never puts sexual things in his movies. Yeah, they're yeah, clean, so true. refreshing, they're clean. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. They're refreshing. all in Philly. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the appeal. They're, they're all, all in PA, and <laughs> Philly. Yeah. And no, like I mean, but for me, that one, like, I don't know. I that was one of those ones that I think it was definitely trying to cash in. On a popular theme yeah. of today, like you know, yeah. global warming, or you were affecting the environment. But know, I, I also felt like that us. one actually was one of the. Th- I mean, he's he's released a couple that I was like just kind of knew from the get go. I didn't think it was going to be good. Right. But that one I actually thought was going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that whole idea of like like the the virus that makes people commit suicide and stuff. I kind of thought that that was like yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Really and I thought interesting. you could have gone some really interesting places with it. <laughs> and again, it just kind of fell flat. Like right. it was a cool yeah. idea that just kind of just yeah. didn't well, go. You know what? One with thing the places I wanted it to. One thing about that movie that I still find unique. Mm-hmm. And 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 original is the whole walking backwards thing. Remember that? Oh yeah, the okay, walking yeah. backwards thing that they did in that. Mm-hmm. I thought they As, just stopped walking. No, they walked <laughs> backwards. So you knew 
that they were infected when they started walking backwards. Right. And I heard a couple stories of like husbands doing that to their wives after the movie would come out. They would do like, wanna, do you want to explain the walking backwards? Thing? Right, like, oh. like you would see a character going forward or something. And he'd be walk right, and then the signal that they were changed and infected with whatever oh, the body, right, yeah. they would just start walking backwards. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's that's original and unique. I thought that was a cool part of that. Mm-hmm. And so what what husbands would do? I heard a couple families doing this <laughs> where normally the wife would be in the in the up on the you know watching TV on the sofa or whatever, and their husband would just come walking out of the room backwards. Uh. The, you know, just just funny stuff. And I was like, you know, what, that's really original. And and probably the only thing that was cool about that was you'd see a character walk, and then boom, they would stop, and then people would be calling them John. John, right. he would just start walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like mini phenomenon. Yeah. Nobody remembers it, but I yeah, thought yeah. it was a really cool part of that movie. But anyway. All right, cool. Anyway, sorry. All right, so we're on to number four. Number four, this one might be higher up just because I so despise everything that revolves around this movie slash book. The Shack. Oh, uh, The Shack. The Shack. Yeah, I just I talk about trying to force something on people. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, just seriously, tr- talk about trying to just force like an agenda and a uh, alternate like uh, belief about you know about Christianity. That's just uh, right. Just I mean, I don't have to say a lot about it, but just heretical. And I just yeah. you know I, I don't know the the movie. Right. It's the movie itself. The movie itself is just like flat garbage, and so is the book. And it's just like <laughs> it's so like intentionally sappy. I mean, it, it to me, it actually to me, it, it almost like is a great example of like a lot of times what I see people do on Facebook when they try and prove their points, where people don't um, appeal to logic and instead they just appeal to emotion, right? Yeah. Like that to me is that movie, like. Like and that book, how right? Do like, you how feel? do you how do you argue with the guy? How do you argue with the guy whose like daughter, you know, like who who this happened to him, right? How do you argue with that? But then in the same sense, you're like, buddy, that it's not that's not real. <laughs> like, right. Stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, stop trying to voice this upon people. So. Right. And so, just I don't know. To me, it's just I I, I read that book like what was that like 13 14 and i i, I wasn't even I, I think when i read it i don't even think i was a christian at that point and i remember going this is the most crappy garbage <laughs> thing i remember thinking like i hope this isn't what christianity is actually like Dude, oh, right. that was a, yeah. the, the holy spirit in your life warning yeah you. apparently i think it was actually i think it was i think it was pretty close to actually when i became a christian so maybe um, but yeah, so just I felt like that one had to go on the list just nice. because it was that. It just, and any opportunity to bash that movie in that book. Oh yeah, I'm gonna is, take. Is good enough so, for me. Felt like it was a good one. All right, so we are uh, down to. <coughs> what did I say we're at? Three, four, three. Okay, number three. All right, number three. So we got some big ones here at the end. Um, okay, these last three especially, I'm gonna say. Um, I picked a specific movie that attaches to people or something, but you can kind of say this about maybe a bunch of things. You'll see what I mean in a moment. For number three, I, I picked Hancock. Okay. Oh, Will yeah. Smith's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cashing in, right, on super on the popularity of superhero movies yes. at the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just, I don't know, a complete, utter yeah. Yeah. Contributing, failure. Well, contributing like, no, nothing. That is a good movie. And I, that's <laughs> a good example of trying too hard. And yeah. I, yeah, and I, would, and I would say specifically that um, a lot of – Will Smith's catalog is yes. trying too hard. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know Luke's yeah. gonna agree with oh, me. Yeah. I know Luke's yeah. gonna agree with me. Yeah. I know, you know, sure. I know he was not on early your, on. Not early I, on. No, not I know. On, I agree. No. Not early on, but Hancock is where it starts yeah. to really go downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then movies after that, because there are a bunch of really good ones before that. But um, yeah, that foray into the into his action thing is just so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that movie just it tries so hard and, and mm-hmm. just doesn't doesn't make it. So all right, so number two. 
Um, again, so this is I'm gonna pick one movie, but this is almost a category of movies for me that um that tried too hard and I don't think hit it. Juno. Juno. Yeah. I never saw that one. Uh, so yeah, all right, so, so I was interested in seeing that one. So Juno, and I had a list of some other ones, but there are like these. I don't even know what to call them, but it's just like these movies that attempt to like almost like capture what it is to be like a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, have yeah. these have these like mm-hmm. like glittery feeling about them, right? right? And they're like these, you know, all and the teens are like all awkward and it's just kind of like it's supposed to be like this feel good movie and they all try way too hard to me. Oh, like God. they don't capture anything You're like you're realistic. sitting there watching you're like that is not how I felt. At yeah, all. either not yeah. how I felt no. or just it doesn't feel sincere. Like right. it, it mm-hmm. just feels like a creation. It, it almost feels like someone who was like the like lowest nerd in the high school wrote these movies or something like that. And right. it's like, okay, maybe you acted like this, but like, you know, I was, <laughs> you know, I was, I was not a, like, I was like a non-popular nerd in school, but it was not, our, our, my situations were not this awkward. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so like Juno, and I'd also put like the edge of 17 on there. And that was mm-hmm. a more recent oh. one. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, it's just like these weird, like, I don't know this. It's like where every it's, it's, I don't know. It's like almost like tries to make intro being an introvert look cool. And I am an introvert. So I know what that's like. And I know what awkward social interactions are like, but in the same sense, like, I don't think it's cool. Like I'm, whenever I get into an awkward social interaction, I'm not like, oh yeah, I would totally want to make a movie scene about this. Yeah, and like yeah. people where people all like don't know whether to laugh or to cringe. Yeah, Joe, if you're an introvert, then I don't know what an extrovert is. Why do you say that? Because nothing you're... about you says, "Hey, I'm an introvert." <laughs> so, so I would define. I would. Def- an so introvert like, would be done about two hours ago about talking about yeah, movies. Uh, well, Come no. On. Come on. No. Yeah, dude. No. If we had people sitting in front of us as our audience, I wouldn't be talking. Okay, so. that's just a fear of public speaking. I don't think that's no. true. No, that you're that's right. Not that's true. not true. <laughs> that's not true. Okay, so the main thing I would say is the main thing I would say um, in terms of my definition of introvert and extrovert would really just be an extrovert to me is someone who who desires social interaction, and when they when they have that social interaction, they get charged. And to me, an introvert is someone who 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 like needs to recharge. So like, I love doing this. But after I do this, I want to go I home, think and, I want to go home and read to, a book. I think everyone needs to recharge at some point. I mean, I've met people who who really don't. So who who get their kicks? Well, I would call that insecurity, man. If you if you never need to recharge, then you I'm got. I'm not gonna to say never, but but they get their they get their their kicks being the center of attention, being public, and in groups. Right. I'm not. I generally don't try to be the center of attention. So I generally I I, I like to go and spend personal alone time sure. by myself and stuff. And so anyway, I just I would call myself a, a an introvert, but okay. and we don't need to dispute that. Let's go on to number one so that okay. Luke can get to his list. All right, number one. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh wow! Oh my! <laughs> oh wow! Interesting, man. Mm. I don't know. Okay, because I like too that hard, movie. huh? You think it just tried too hard, or what? I mean, I, I mean, to me, to me, it fits a bunch of these okay. actually. So the um, so the main thing it fits, I think, is the overemphasizing special effects, oh, which I thought he did a good job. Which with pe- I think, effects. okay. Oh man, I know we're all jumping here. I think it was for only one scene. Which, which was the? Uh, but it's not the ideas. King Kong the, versus but the, 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 nope, nope, that was fine. I think it was the one scene that was way over the top the special bugs. effects. Nope, it was when the <laughs> he said when nope. the, all the long necks. <laughs> See, I still call it Land Before Time. I still yeah, call yeah, it yeah, Long yeah, Necks. Yeah, thank you, Land Before Time. Um, when all the long necks were barreling over each other. Mm-hmm. But that not, to oh, me it was like that was like I'm like oh mo- <laughs> like like 
<laughs> overload, and I'm yeah. like, what? oh my, you know, I'm like yeah. being hypnotized by right. the long necks. But like, oh, that's, oh. that was too much. But right. I mean, overemphasizing special effects isn't that they're bad; it's that the movie kind of hinges on them. Okay. Okay. And I all kind right. of think that the movie hinges on like all the crazy animals and stuff. But I don't know. There's just I, I came. I remember being so excited for that movie, and it also to me fits the um, working too hard on like ba- on previous market success and capitalizing on a trend because Peter Jackson was hot because we had just had the three Lord of the Rings movies not soon not long before that, and mm-hmm. and people were like, all right, Peter Jackson's the boy, and I remember I remember seeing Lord of the Rings and just being like so excited for King Kong. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. so excited for Peter Jackson's King Kong. I was like, it's going to be amazing. I remember sitting down with my mom and watching that movie and just walking away from that just utterly just mm-hmm. hating that movie. Right. I just, wow. Uh, I, I just, I I'm not saying there aren't any it. good scenes. I'm not saying that the, you know, I'm, you know, I understand that there's appeal, but I, I just, I think that movie just tries too hard for hmm. me. It wow. tries it tries so hard to capitalize on what Peter Jackson did with Lord of the Rings and just doesn't make it. It tries so hard to kind of just rely on things that 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 weren't important, I felt wow. like. Mm. So and maybe that's King Kong as a general whole too. Right. Cuz I mean there's not much substance in the King Kong, I don't know what you call it series king yeah. kong whatever yeah. there's not a ton of substance it's not like there's like a long history of like really deep backstory yeah, yeah right so you know <laughs> i do kind of understand that like you know but to me that also kind of fits in the fact that i don't know that he went from something like lord of the rings that does has have such yeah. rich deep backstory <laughs> and then decided to do king kong after that and to me his issue the issues with king kong then carried over into the hobbit Right, which oh, again yeah. overemphasize, oh overemphasize um, special yeah, effects. Oh, over- tried well, way well, too hard. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Didn't though, try. Is that, actually, didn't try. Really is that they succeeded? These last three, these last three that I mentioned, um, all had like a series in mind. And so Will Smith, like right, like Hancock was the epitome for me for that. But like to me, like there are other Will Smith movies I could put on this list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Number two was this weird, awkward teenage like rom com thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd put the like I'd put a bunch yeah. of those on this list, but I just wanted to go with one because I didn't want to. Okay. Count Capitalize, and then again, Peter Jackson. To me, to me, um, King Kong and <laughs> and the Hobbit movies. <coughs> not the first one. Not the. I think he just gave up. Not the first one. Actually, I actually think the first one's really good. Yeah, but the second the and the third. Really good, yeah. The second and the third one. Like the third one is just a long yeah. battle yeah. scene. Yeah. So like, the, what was that a third movie for? It was cool yeah. So I mean, and then there are cool parts about it, but ultimately yeah. there's not much there. And like on rewatches, it just doesn't. Oh yeah, it doesn't, doesn't fulfill. fulfill. Yeah, you know. So you know, and so. To, it, the Hobbit. I, I, I watch I watch I watch I watch and rewatch The Lord of the Rings like uh, dude, yeah, oh yeah like, well, so many times introduce? I do it yeah. like once every couple months yeah. you know, one like thing I love they... those movies and I watch them over and over and over again yeah. I sit and watch 24 hours worth of those stinking yeah. movies yeah, I know. and I can't do that with The Hobbit No, I was well, so excited to be able to do that with The Hobbit when they started coming out right and yeah. I saw that first one and I was like boy yeah. and then the second one and third one it's just like oh. yeah I know well so. I mean one thing Lord of the Rings did so well too <laughs> <coughs> Along with everything else, is being of of folklore. One thing about folklore that we don't really touch on too much is the songs yeah. of folklore. Mm-hmm. And the Lord of Rings brought that in. Mm-hmm. And one part about the Hobbit was that stinking awesome song that they sing right in the beginning about the yeah. the, mm-hmm. the misty mountain. It's just so cool, you know. know. And so Lord of the Rings somehow. And you see all these dwarves sitting around this table, and they're all singing something. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's not something you see in movies. Yeah, and that's, that's right. That's and true. They brought Especially in, in fantasy. They brought in Lord of the Rings brought in the folklore songs mm-hmm. somehow. And legitimized you know, them. It's some and, and yeah. made it work. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll, we'll start off our next podcast. It's a good list. You know, we'll just fade us in 
singing that song. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So oh, that's so my number one. Ultimately, okay. ultimately, I based that number one based off of the ultimate feeling of utter betrayal from after seeing that movie. Your so betrayal. I remember What's like the song? I remember. I don't know, fifteen year old me, something like that. I just remember like being so excited to see that movie and walking away and just being like, wow. It's oh. like, I don't know. I just felt so. Uh, <laughs> just wasn't. Joey comes out of the theater and this is one dejected person. Coming. I was, this seriously. Slumping down, like I, seriously, down. my mom and I both, like, we were so excited to see that movie and we watched it together and and both of us were like, oh, what mm. that stinks. I'm sorry. How? How? That's a shame. How did that happen? So. Okay. Good list. I don't know if you guys really like it, but yeah, so. There's Joey's list. And honestly, it was a tough list, tough list to do. I mean, yeah. when you have, I mean, when you have all of cinema, I almost felt, I almost wanted to like narrow it down somehow, but. Yeah. Um, for, for my list, I, I, I came, I stumbled across one that I saw years ago, kind of like what you did, Dove, and I saw it and I was like, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> this is bad. It was insulting. It was insulting to me. It was insulting my intelligence. I was looking for an insulting one, and I couldn't seem to find it. <laughs> and it was called uh, the top ten funniest movie insults. Oh, okay, yeah. And I, I was, I, I was the only, this. the only insult that happened was my to my intelligence. You have to take that. <laughs> you have to take that list seriously. Oh wait, I remember they you talking about. They didn't this. take yeah, it seriously. This is a good list. Okay, this is Watch Mojo's. This is theirs. Um, you know, the, they th- for for number ten, theirs was Yo Mama from White Can- White Man Can't Jump. The Yo Mama jokes that were flying around in there, and they they said funniest movie insults, Wait. but they kind of did like for a lot of movies, they did like a category. Oh for, like, no! Movies. And I was you like, you guys that. can't get specific. You, you know, you gotta get specific. Yeah. yeah, you can't be like this movie's funny. You know, I mean, like you can't oh, do that. But awful. but honestly, the funniest the funniest line from White Man Can't Jump, Duff. Is is uh what, is is, is he goes? Oh, you sure you want to get that guy the money? He goes, he ain't going nowhere. The, the bakery ain't open yet. That's the funniest <laughs> insult. <laughs> we laughed so hard when we saw that, and they didn't even say that. That's uh, a, obviously the. Dude, I, when those guys, that was wait, hilarious. Yeah. They really when those guys to... would get together and just insult yeah, each yeah, other for oh, like yeah. ten. They play basketball for about thirty seconds. Yes. And then they would sit around and <laughs> yes. insult each other for about. But that five one was minutes. the funniest one, I, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, number number nine was. But they really legitimately have like don't have quotes. They just have categories. Oh, sometimes they have quotes. Be, sometimes okay. they have categories. Yeah, one, just, well, one was from uh, um, Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. Uh, there was an insult in there that I didn't think. W- I mean, and some of this is like they grew up with these, and I understand yeah. that. Right, right. Uh, number eight was uh, one, an insult from Ghostbusters that I will not repeat on this podcast. Um, <laughs> n- number seven, um, they they kind of categorized this one again, and I was I was oh I was so insulted by this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna save you up number seven. For later i'm going to come back to number seven okay number six uh the motivational insults from dodgeball that's all they had from there which was just the motivational insults yeah and, and they had one specific one but that wasn't what they said they said awful. motivational insults. they gave the, they gave this list to the intern <laughs> the intern yeah or something this is who bad had a, who had a paper due the next it was, day yeah, it deadlines it was <laughs> okay um and then number five uh kyle's mom is a b from from south park the movie um you know number four uh wait uh, what that's not even creative. Uh, I, know. I know. I know. Kyle's mama's. Oh my well, god. Well, it's a song. It's a song. And I and I, uh, and I watched the song. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the South Park movie. The song is actually pretty funny. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> some South Park stuff is okay. hilarious. But it's not no, like a. True, but, but it's not like a. Oh God! I'm, it's just funny. Right. It's just yeah, funny. Yeah, right. gotcha. Um, uh, uh, number four. Uh, what they called questionable living arrangements in Parenthood. Right. And and she 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 says a zinger in there that they're they apparently they they were really taken aback by or they appreciated whatever number three uh, stinky swashbuckling slut from Anchorman uh, when he makes fun of his co-anchor 
uh, for being a pirate <laughs> lady or something smelly, like that. Wait, yeah, smelly. Well, oh, wait, are you saying the actual quote? I know the actual. Yeah, quote. yeah. The, he's uh, they they meant to say the actual quote, but I don't think they put it in their list that way uh, because they're trying to be they're trying to clean it up a little bit. Oh. Uh, yeah, some of these I'm cleaning up actually. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. num- Sorry. Number two, number two was in Billy Madison after he gives his motivational, basic, motivational speech at the end. The principal gets funny. up there and he was like, "You made absolutely no sense." Yeah, right. That was funny. You know, and and yeah. that was their number two, and uh, number one, uh, which it, the only one that makes sense in this whole thing to me. I mean, well, the, the one that makes the most sense is like, okay. Yeah, this definitely needs to be in there. Is the the French taunter from Monty Python when he says, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, yeah. "Fart in your general direction," <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. you know, and, and your mother's that smells whole, of blueberries. Yeah, that whole monologue is, is I I absolutely is, agree. And so I was like, fun. finally, to, had to take it down number one to be like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> they yeah. started with that and wanted to create a top ten list. Oh, yeah, that's thing. true. Yes, that's somebody true. was the intern was watching Monty Python instead oh, of writing his paper. Yes, and so I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is terrible. Uh, so I, I came up with uh, nine. I couldn't come up with uh, ten, <laughs> but I'm sure that a lot of listeners or you guys can probably think of some good ones. Um, I, I oh, I've, I've already got several. But I can, <laughs> number, number nine. Uh, number nine. I'm going to go with uh, one that uh, it's an unbelievable. I was laughing so hard. Uh, it's very. It's, some of these are subjective. I realize that um, from uh, the TV movie. Uh, the uh, the scar Pimpernel when uh, the main character Sir Percy starts to make fun of the 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 reign of terror the French Revolution to the Frenchie to his face, and and he says while he's making fun of him he's pretending to be a pretentious you know bumhead he says you know he goes I'm, uh, I must apologize for my tardiness think <laughs> me it isn't so difficult finding a ride in your new society. Everyone is so equal. Nobody wants to do the driving anymore. You know, he says it this way, and I laugh so hard every single time because he totally makes fun of the yeah. socialists and, and be, being, being pretentious about it at the same time. Hilarious. A lot of people don't know about that one, but it makes it on my list. Yeah, Number eight, see more butts from heavyweights. Yeah, Seymour Butts. Whom Seymour Butts? Who's Seymour Butts? Nobody's seen more butts than you, Uncle Tony. And then, and then you know, <laughs> he gets in there. He says that. That was so good, funny. Was and, and and almost equally as good funny. from that one is is as when he goes he goes you know you picked the wrong man. That's what he goes. Oh, I didn't know I was messing was with a man. Yeah. You know, Dude, yeah, insult battles. So good. Insult you know, battles are. So I know. Funny. And who a can, lot of these I come can, from. A lot of yeah. these in, in my list are actual insult battles in movies. Yeah, and a lot of them are kids' movies because they're funnier kids movies and they aren't adult movies yeah. because adults shouldn't be insulting each other at the end of the day it's funny when a kid does it to another kid or a kid yeah. to an adult but adults like when you go back you're like oh that was actually kind of immature you know but kids are funnier so a lot of these you're going to see is, is is kids movies um so uh, okay so that was seymour butts uh number seven disco plumber from mystery men <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy with the pipe. What are you, the disco plumber? <laughs> oh my word! Every time I think That's about so that, one, there's a lot of good ones in there. Oh you know, my you gosh! Know. Yeah. You go, and he goes, "Please don't correct me." That infuri- you know, the, what does he <laughs> say? Please oh. don't correct me. That 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 insults me, or that that infuriates me. I forget oh my what he gosh, said. Yeah. Lots of good insults oh, in that man, one from Mister Furious, yeah. but the one from the the shoveler that one was the best. Look at this guy with the pipe. What are you, the disco plumber? Well, that's the same thing we're thinking in the audience. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I recommend I recommend Mystery Men if you have not seen that movie. Oh, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, number six, about a jam man. So number funny. six. A lot of people won't know about this one, but I, I think it's we quoted a lot. Number six. Uh, I shall have you horse whipped from the Count of Monte Cristo. Yes. Uh, there, there's right, there's yeah. a point you know where where the, where he goes. He goes, hello sir. I would like to buy your lovely home. He goes. Bleh! 
<laughs> get off my property. <laughs> and he starts to like, you know, yell at him, this, this pretentious rich guy. And he goes, <laughs> and then, and then in, his, in his little, you know, diatribe, he says, I, I, I shall have your horse whipped. You know, like that. And it's, it's actually very funny. Um, a lot of people don't know about it, though. Um, number five. Uh, it's hard for me to say this one because there's a lot of profanity, but I laugh so hard every time I hear it. I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to be honest. Number five is uh, no freaking duh, lady. Does it sound like I'm ordering a pizza from um, uh, Die Hard? When he's trying to, he's like trying to, and, she, one, yeah. and she's like, "Sir, this is used for um, this is used for emergencies only." And he comes back. You don't see him say. You just hear him say. You hear, says, yeah. No, ass lady, you hear it sound like I'm ordering a pizza. You know. <laughs> Goodness, yeah, I laughed yeah. so hard. Yeah. Oh my word! And and also an honorable yeah. mention in that one, the Die Hard series. There's a lot of really good singers yeah. in there, yeah. and and one of them is uh, uh, in Die Hard with a Vengeance when Samuel Jackson's in the back of the car, and he says, <laughs> "Father of Apollo, Mount Olympus, don't mess with me, or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your butt, Zeus." Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he uses more profanity. It's yeah. a lot more funny, but but um, that's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I laugh so that's hard funny. every single you time. You know what I, I, I laugh at too when he's talking to Jeremy Irons. <laughs> It's like, you know, your brother was a real a-hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. There's lots of good ones in there. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. Same. That's a good one. Okay, yeah. um, number four. There's a lot of good ones in Toy Story. When Woody is talking to Buzz, he's always yeah. insulting him. And that's I, and right, I have right. number four, Mr. Lightbeer from Toy Story. Well, then, Mr. Lightbeer. Prove it. Mr. Lightbeer. Yeah, you know, Light yeah. Snack. You know, well, good riddance to Looney. A lot of good ones in there, yeah. but I think fun, and the, the best one he, that he calls them, when you think about it later, even when you think about when you watch it, it's not that funny. But when you think about it later, you're like, that was hilarious. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Lightbeer. Mr. Lightbeer from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, one of the greatest insults, um, a lot of them are in cartoons too. Mm-hmm. And we don't really realize it because it's a cartoon. We don't really think about the insults. But in Oliver and Company, there's this scene where the two Rottweilers <laughs> come in, and there's this there's this little exchange there between, uh, you know, uh, uh, the character, the, the dogs that live with Fagin and the dogs that uh, live with Sykes, and these two really huge. Uh, Either the Rottweilers or the Doberman Pinchers, they come in there and they start hurling insults all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of like, as a viewer, especially as a kid, you like really intimidate. These guys got their active. I mean, they look like they got these nice collars. And then uh, they start talking. And then out of nowhere comes um, Francis or Frankie, and he comes <laughs> up with an, and 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 uh, you know the dog gives it this really good insult. And then Frankie starts he starts scratching himself on the chin. And he goes, "Isn't it rather dangerous to use one's entire vocabulary in a single sentence?" <laughs> right that. He says it like that, and then and then you hear uh, Teach Marin, who plays Tito. <laughs> hey, Frankie, and he's <laughs> you know that was such a good insult, man. Especially with Teach Marin there throwing in the, the extra special sauce at the end. That, that one was, was such a good was insult. Good. Oh, and there's lots of good insults in that one too. Yeah. You know, you know. <clears throat> so um, so that one uh, that's number three. Uh, number two, and they did not have this on the list, but one of the most famous. One of the, the second most famous uh, insult exchange is in Hook. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rufio yeah. versus Peter Pan. Oh, my yeah. God. And, 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 yeah. and they, had, they didn't even have that. They had that, like, as a, like, they didn't even have it as an honorable mention. It was, like, on their list. It wasn't on the list, but it was in the video. And they're like, did we miss one? And then they show the, they show Pan, uh, they show Hook. And I'm like, well, of course you missed one. You just told us you missed one. Where, where's your lewd, crude, rude bag of chewed food, dude? Yeah. You know, come on. That's one in there. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the most, the, when he says, don't mess with me, man. I'm a lawyer. That's one of the greatest movie hits, insults yeah. in all of time. That huge insult that he gives there. Yeah. You know, the lot, you're, you're a fart factory. Yeah. You know, in your face, Camel Kate, <laughs> yeah. you know. 
uh, you know that those so many good insults in there, and, and they didn't make it on their list. And Are you flies me? on the side. Yes. <laughs> Don't mess with me, man. You're I'm a lawyer. You know that that was one of the oh, greatest insults in movie history. And here's my number one, and this goes back to the, their number seven. Their number seven on their list was Porter saying, you know, if I, I was as ugly as you. As soon as you said insults, I was like Sandlot. Yes, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. We all know this. This yeah, is basic good. movie knowledge. You grew up <laughs> with this Sandlot. film or whatever. If you've seen this film, you haven't. Okay, they, they, their, their number seven was, um, if I was as ugly as you, I'd shave my butt and walk backwards or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I love that one. I That's a good one. one. That's, That's a good one. one. Yeah. But we all know what the best one is in that one. We all know what it is. Tell me what it is, Dove. The best what, insult. The best in, insult? In, in, in the Sandlot. We all know what um, it is. When he's... When he's... Well, when he's when he, are you saying... No, are you, no. Are you saying when you play off. ball like a girl? Yes. Yeah, yeah of course. Yes. Right, yeah. It, yeah all, all the insults of that movie yeah. build up to that one. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's right. It's all you about that one. You play ball like a girl. Yes, and everyone's <laughs> like... That's right. Oh, nobody says anything. It's like, did he just go there? Yeah, that's right. And 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 you know the. Uh, I, I would say all the insults leading up to that point are just pointing to that one. Oh, yeah, I know. And all the insults afterwards are just looking back at that one. Mm. You know, it's it, it's kind of, it's it's the greatest insult in movie history. You know, because yeah. uh, you know all the kids there, and and you know the, the face that that one kid gives his teammate. He's like, he's got you, man. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. got you. You play yeah. softball. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But he says you play ball, with a girl, and everyone, everyone. Like that, but then you see his buddy, and he's looking at him. And was like, "Well, even the we, kid, we can do about the, that. You can't do anything about that." Even the kid is like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "What did you say? You heard me, you know? You yeah. heard me. You pop for apples in your mama's toilet, <laughs> and, and you like it, you know? <laughs> you pop for apples in your mama's toilet. Yes, and you like it. Yeah, the, the, the insults in that movie just take the insults are all better than the ones oh. that they had on their list. All, oh. I mean, all of them. But they they said, "Oh, that's the greatest insult." From that movie, I was like, "No, you just insulted that movie." The greatest insult yeah, from that seven. movie is, yeah, I know, seven. number seven. So, I mean, as soon as you said <laughs> movie insults, I was like, "I was like, Sandlot has to be on this list, right?" Yeah, towards yeah. the top. Okay, so anyway, so that's that's my list. What were you, you guys said? You guys? Had oh some. yeah, I've got a couple. What, what are you All right, so I think I think that um, Anchorman does does belong on this list. Okay. I do like some of the stuff. There's some pretty good stuff. My favorite from Anchorman. I, uh, Athena would kill me if I didn't say this one because this is one of her favorite insults of all time. But uh, but the insult is, um, <clears throat> I will take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> nice. And that's uh, yeah. And, and my 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 wife likes to use that one. Okay. So, but uh, and then my what the one that I think actually the one that I think uh, from Monty Python. That I think belongs at the top of the Monty Python list is actually is not the French guy, huh? No. Wow. Dennis. Do you guys remember Dennis? No. You guys don't remember Dennis? Dude, it's been a while. My favorite. Oh this my is goodness. Holy Grail, right? Yep, Holy Grail. Dennis from Holy Grail. He's the one who he's the one King Arthur is riding up, and he says, "Old woman," and he goes, "Man," and he's the one who's against. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he's against the monarchy, right? Yes, yes. He right. says, right, he right. says, <clears throat> King Arthur says. The lady of the lake, her arm clad in the purest, shimmering samite, held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, <laughs> signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, <coughs> wills, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I am your king. Mm-hmm. Dennis, listen! Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords <laughs> is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farce aquatic, 
farcical aquatic ceremony, and then he goes on to call her, um, he says, some moistened bint lobbed a scimitar at you. That doesn't make you king. <laughs> he said, that would they put me away. I, oh, he just goes on oh, to yeah. roast King Arthur oh, yeah. the entire time. Oh, yeah, he roasts him the entire time. He just, and he just walks away awkwardly. Oh, my yep. goodness. <laughs> okay, I hear you. Yeah. No. Dove, you have some? Oh, I don't have any. He then, says, I don't know. We're in a narco syndicate commune. Repressed. 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 I'm being repressed. I'm being repressed. <laughs> you oh see the God. violence inherent in the system? Yes. <laughs> oh, my word. Sorry. I think he's uh, he's my favorite. So I mean, That's obviously, great. I guess in terms of an insult battle, the Frenchman wins. But, but yeah, I think Dennis... Dennis deserves a shout out. I hear you. I hear you. That's that. That's good because I I, I forgot about that too. I put, lot, him, I put him on your number ten. There, there are a lot of good singers in um, um, Search for the Holy Grail. Um, that's a good one. Man. That was a long one. Man. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was a long one, but it was it was a good one. Lots of good insights in that one. Okay, so <laughs> next uh, next month. Uh, well, anyway, that's that's our podcast for today. Next month. Um, we're going to talk about this one's going to be a little funny but, but it, i i think it's actually pretty good we're going to talk about three movies wherein it would have been served mankind better if the budget went to you instead of to the movie i'm just saying if you just got the money that the, they spent on that movie and they just given to you right now like a little watering give me three movies where it would have served mankind better if they just you know what don't make the movie just give me the money give me three movies okay all right we're in that that would have happened and we have no shortage of films to go with on that one anyway thanks a lot everyone for listening remember the music that you hear on this is all done by uh brad brad saint our brother you can find him on soundcloud at bradley saint james and uh be strong and courageous my friends we will see you guys next time see ya
Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.